prospects after dark. It is a Friday night. Uh, it is a full moon. Uh, we're calling it the Wolf Moon. As we entered uh, for a hype song, Cardinals Gifts and I, a wolf like me, TV on the radio, rather. Uh, we already have questions coming in. Welcome to Prospects After Dark on a Friday night. I am your host, Kyle Reese, from Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. Uh, we have Good Life Sean right away, our good friend, Good Life Sean. Can we get a toast to the fake Jeff Passan? No. Look, I don't toast fake accounts. That's some mean stuff, man. That's like mean-hearted, mean-spirited, uh, grade school stuff. Like, I don't like that stuff, man. That doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me feel good when you see accounts retweeting it. But we're all just trying to spread information and gain information. And that, that kid shit, that's for the playground, man. That's not for me. Uh, BJ Dittman says, woo! That's right, BJ Dittman. Uh, C70 says, let's keep the full moon outside, shall we? Uh, I can make no promises. Look, I I'm ready to let my freak wolf fly tonight, as always. Uh, C70, thanks for being in here. I hope uh, and everyone needs to check out uh, Meet Me at Mutual with C70 and our good friend Alan Medlock, too. That'll be out probably tomorrow morning, later on tonight. I love it. Mika Harris says, announce Scotty Hurst to ML roster already. Yeah, we're always rooting for Scott Hurst. Uh, but we've got other things to talk about, including uh, a reduction of 40-man people on the 40-man for the Cardinals. Uh, we've got a beautiful new microphone to talk about. Look at this thing. I'm sure this will be a disaster by the end of the night. Uh, we have a new prospect or two in the Cardinals organization, and we'll say farewell to a couple uh, of our favorite personal Cardinals. Uh, we'll get to it soon, though. Ethan Klusner says, does this trade decrease or increase the Aeronauto chances? To me, they've always been two separate entities. Like, what stands in the way of the Aeronauto trade are the amount of money, the amount of prospects, Aeronauto's no-trade clause, and also trying to get Matt Carpenter to potentially waive a no-trade if the no-trade is kicked in, which no one seems to have clarity on, uh, or Dexter Fowler to waive a no-trade. Both of those things don't seem easy to me, along with the other obstacles. I think, if anything, this just makes the Cardinals better in the long term and helps clarify a situation that was murky. Uh, it's not like the Cardinals traded a surefire starter. You know, I love Jose Martinez. I obviously love Randy Rosarena. But they're two different things to me here. Uh, Cardinals made a great trade for them, dealing from depth to gain a high-end prospect, who I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, ad nauseum by the end of the night. Uh, Lang just says, how do I find a top 50 prospect list? Uh, you Google search it, I guess. I'll be sending out my Dirty 35 uh, here in about a month. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. You know, here in the next couple weeks, we could have more trades. We could have less trades. Uh, they could revoke this last one. I don't know. You can't have less trades. What the hell am I even talking about? Uh, you could definitely have more trades. The system is in flux, and it's exciting. Uh, one of these days, I'm sure we'll kick it to 50. By the time I talk about the graduates and I talk about the guys that dis just missed on the Dirty 35, we're going to be near 50 prospects. Uh, Josh says, enough with the chit-chat, Kyle. Tell me right now what it will take to get Arenado. You know, I think that it just depends on, like, if the Cardinals could get him, could buy, like, certainty out of him, I think that that would change it. I think it the really, really boils down to what the uh, the Colorado Rockies would be willing to, like, give the Cardinals for at least those first two years uh, of the trade for next year and the year after where the Cardinals have kind of a payroll flux. The other thing that's going to take is to get, you know, potentially uh, a Matt Carpenter to waive his no trade clause or Dexter Fowler to waive his no trade clause. Those are huge obstacles, in my opinion, and it's, I, I don't see any of that stuff happening. Uh, but I also didn't see the Cardinals making a trade for Matthew uh, Liberatore, and I didn't expect Jose Martinez to get traded and have the value that he had, and I didn't expect to see Randy Rosarena moved in this type of deal. Uh, so I don't know exactly what. I know it would probably take uh, something more creative than I'm smart enough to understand. Sick Nasty says, I'm more excited for Liberatore than it, if we actually traded for Arenado or Betts. Yeah, my, my prospect people, and I understand that, look, 
I've watched about four and a half of Matthew Libertor's starts at this point. And again, nobody knows how to pronounce his last name. I probably should have done a little bit of work on that. Uh, I've watched about four and a half of his starts at this point. Two of them, like one and a half early in the year where he had a little bit more velocity and his fastball was biting a little harder. At the end of the year, his fastball didn't have quite the dynamic action that it has the potential of having. Uh, but he's really, really exciting. Again, from a Cardinals perspective, I'd rather have Betts or Arenado, but it's fun stuff. Cards Gifts, what's up, buddy? Uh, how pathetic of a human being do you have to be uh, to watch to be the host of Prospects After Dark? You would have to be the most pathetic human being on Earth. Uh, Martinez Hook says, I miss Jose. Yeah, we're going to raise our glass, and I should have been drinking Cafecito, uh, the coffee, but I'm going to raise my glass of Four Roses. You guys know nearly every week we drink Four Roses, uh, uh, Four Roses bourbon uh, to, to Jose Martinez and to Randy Rosarino. Jose Martinez was a great St. Louis Cardinal, uh, energetic, fun, never stopped having fun, uh, loved watching him in the clubhouse, and of course to Randy Rosarena, we uh, we raise our glass. The, basically, the first patron prospect of Prospects After Dark before we got into Jordan Hicks. Uh, to both of those, we raise our glass. Uh, thank you for your time within the organization and the countless enjoyment you've given me following both of you. Uh, John Greco says, what up, bro? What up, John Greco? How you doing, bud? Uh, Jay Duda says, Uncut Gems was great. Sandman came through. Sandman being Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems being that uh, mobster movie. I'll have to check it out. Thanks for the heads up, Jay Duda. Uh, Cards Gifts is sending me something. I'm sure it's about the mic. If the audio quality sounds weird tonight, let us know. Uh, I've got a brand new mic, this beautiful blue Yeti that Cardinals Gifts sent me, and we're trying to modulate it and figure it out. Toon Dog says, John Moe getting the wheels moving opens the field up for lots of, po for lots of possible moves. Yeah, uh, sorry I was not calling you pathetic. Oh, I know what you were saying, Gifts. You're fine. Uh, yeah, no, so what it does is it stokes our fire as fans. Like, it gets us excited again that, look, you know, just like last year when he traded for uh, Goldschmidt and the year before when, when they traded for Ozuna. Like, it gets us excited about, like, what's the next thing? What's going on? Is, is this a precursor for Arenado? What does this mean for the outfield? Uh, but it's funny, you know, you trade two outfielders, and it didn't really declutter the outfield situation. They could still trade, like, two of those guys and have, like, a full outfield set. So that's even more exciting, too. What it does uh, is it creates two spots on the 40-man roster, uh, and it allows us to ask the question in a more realistic manner if the Cardinals are going to bring back Marcelo Zuna, uh, which is something that I'm sure we'll be addressing throughout the evening, so stick around. Uh, Jay uh, Nepici says, did Ravello stay with the cards or go to Korea? So it was reported by other people. Uh, uh, it was actually reported by a, a Mexican outlet that he was going to go to Korea. But his wife on Instagram uh, and Dee Gould did some reporting, and it turns out that he decided to stay. Uh, uh, it was kind of a little rumored there that the Cardinals told him he had to stay, and that's a whole different cluster F of information. Uh, but he's staying. He'll probably be on the 26th man if, he, if he's healthy and probably – Honestly, probably sub in perfectly for that uh, Jose Martinez role with a better defense. Uh, the Brendan Steiner says, realistic Arenado package. Again, uh, it's a very, very complicated situation because are you talking about just the two years for Arenado? Uh, remember, like we look at it as fans and we say, look, if he's opting out after uh, when he's uh, two years, if he's, if he's opting out when he's opting out, then that means you got the best of them and you should consider yourself lucky. But that's not how the Cardinals, like, operate. You know, they've been reluctant to give those opt-outs. Like, they're fully into that. So that kind of changes how the Cardinals would evaluate the contract. I think they'd have to get, like, a realistic, like, they'd have to give extra money 
to get him to like agree to it before they would find the prospects to send there, if that makes sense. There's a lot up in flux there. You know, if you're talking about a realistic package, I've heard a lot of people say that you don't have to worry about sending big-time prospects because of the cost of Arenado, and that's a fallacy. Look, he's, he's a premier player uh, in the prime of his career. You're still going to have to give up some pretty prime-time uh, prospects. You know, I, I, I don't see Dylan Carlson going in that deal. You know, Nolan Gorman, I still think, would be a, an option there. For me, if I'm the Colorado Rockies, as we talked about on the Two Birds on a Bat podcast on Wednesday, you definitely need to check that out uh, with Jim Cromer, Bowties and Bullshit. I believe that if the Rockies would go after pitching, that makes the most sense uh, uh, for them. Just load up on high-velocity pitchers and figure it out from there. We're already 48 questions behind, guys. Sorry about that. Take a shot every time you get an Arenado question. I'd be dead uh, in 15 minutes. Uh, Matheny Sucks says, hello. What's up, Matheny Sucks? Graham says, Randy Rosarena, the new Carl Crawford. You know, I was never a big Carl Crawford fan. I think he was a bit overrated. Uh, I loved his speed. I loved the fact that he stole bases. He had like one and a half really good power years and used his speed to create extra bases. Bit of an overrated defender, in my opinion. Uh, but no, no, you know, I, I, Randy's something different. I'm going to stand by Gerardo Parra. I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to jump off that bandwagon. You're talking about a guy who's going to be a starter, a very good, capable starter for two to four years, uh, who sticks around in the league for six to ten years, uh, uh, and kind of jumps around because he's athletic and, and smart and aggressive. Uh, that's uh, that's what I'll say about Randy. Uh, I know from Tritown Cardinals, I know the Rays probably didn't want either, but I would have traded Bader and O'Neal over a Rosarena. I am all on – look, I definitely would have traded Harrison Bader before a Rosarena or, or O'Neal. I like that they had on, held on to O'Neal. The difference between Bader and O'Neal and a Rosarena is a Rosarena hasn't been – like hasn't gotten the major league exposure. So fans are not like, they're not as exposed to him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, it, it's not like he's had a chance to fail. The, the Cardinals did a good job here. And I don't know if anybody's even talked about this, but the Cardinals did a good job here with Randy Rosarena of trading him at the height of his value instead of like Bader and O'Neill, like letting their value decrease a little bit with major league struggle. Uh, so this was a good move on my part. I love Randy Rosarena. Again, uh, in, our, in our pad chat, he is our emblem. But... It was a good move. It was a smart move. We're going to miss him, and I wish him the best. Uh, do I prefer Arenado or Lindor? Uh, I personally prefer Arenado, but I think Lindor's a better move. BJ Dittman says, neither of them are going to happen. Uh, yeah, what's up, Ron Ravello? We talked about that. Uh, Hetz23 says, what's up? In the long delay between Libertor and Cardinals confirmed, and the whole package being, oh, wow, we had a, a breakup there. Iowa Next says, live PD and pad. What a night. Yeah. By the end of the night, I would imagine that that's a show that's happening at once instead of on two different uh, two different occasions. Uh, GA twelve thirteen. Okay, so back to uh, Hertz. What's up? The long delay between Liber Libertor and Cardinals confirmed, and the whole package being announced. What was the craziest thought you might have had? So, uh, little little context on my yesterday. Uh, I came home, all the stuff was going on, and then uh, Ashley and I had kind of a date night. And I don't I don't like to be on my phone all the time. When, when I'm with other people, as a matter of fact, I, I've got this like longstanding belief that if, you know, if I'm with Ashley or my brother or really anyone, like I try to put my phone away. If I'm playing kickball, I try to put my phone away. Like if I'm at work, I don't have my phone out. Uh, I, I'm really old school in that capacity. So to answer your question, what was the craziest thing going through my head? Uh, I had a million and a half things going through my head. I could not settle down my mind. It was causing me a ton of anxiety. Uh, uh, I didn't want to reach out to people that I knew. I figured for sure that some of the people that I knew that might have been tied to some players would reach out to me about it. Uh, I, I was staying away, and it almost killed me. It almost caused a panic attack. I'm not going to lie in the middle of a, uh, uh, the, the soda fountain in Union Station. Uh, so to, to, like, to answer your question, what was going through my mind, a million and a half things. And to be honest with you, uh, 
from the very get-go, none of this felt like it was connected to Nolan Arenado to me, but every crazy thought went through my head. Uh, wish it was Bader. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of that of people saying they wish it was Bader instead of Randy Rosarena. Sick Nasty says, the catching prospect we got also doesn't seem like a nothing piece either. So uh, uh, Edgardo Rodriguez is a terrible, terrible defensive catcher from what I've heard. Uh, but remember, just turned 19. He's a big body. He's like six foot. He's really chunky from what I understand. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see what that's about. Don't know yet. Uh, let's not invest too much into offensive statistics from the DSL. He makes big, loud contact, and that's good. Tellyho74 says, boom, Langford carp sucks after the cereal debacle. I don't know anything about the cereal. Oh, yeah, when he, uh, the cereal, like, carpos or whatever the hell it is uh, uh, for Schnooks. That's funny stuff. Yeah, Ray Langford. This came off of him in spring training 1993. Josh says, Fowler is more likely to waive his no-trade clause, in my opinion, because he used to play for Colorado. Now, granted, Walt Weiss was the coach when he was there, and that ended really badly. But there was always a rumor that he did not get along necessarily uh, well with the front office there. Uh, front office has changed, too. But ownership uh, there as well. Uh, here's This is how I look at it with Dexter Fowler. We all say, you know what, he could have an offensive year that would, you know, help his stock. Uh, but that outfield would not suit him well. And why would he waive his no-trade clause to go play on a team that's not going to be competitive? I, I, I think if you're going to trade uh, a Dexter Fowler, it's going to have to be the perfect situation, a competitive team in a city he wants to play for. And I don't see that in Colorado. Uh, he still might do it, uh, but I don't know. Dexter Fowler waving his no trade doesn't seem like that far-fetched. Uh, to me, it is. I think, look, I think that that's from a fan perspective. Look at it this way. You live in St. Louis, you're playing on a competitive team, and you're near guaranteed a starting spot. Uh, you're going to make your money regardless, and you still want to win a championship. So why would you go to Colorado where they're trading off their best player? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, just because that helps the Cardinals fans. Uh, Kodak, uh, S. Kay Sodak says, you sexy MFU. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Croppy25 says, how do you see electric strike zones changing how the catcher position is evaluated? Well, I, the first thing that's going to change, more than likely, is that, uh, and luckily, because the catch framing thing is kind of stupid anyways, in my opinion, uh, we're not going to have to evaluate catch framing, uh, uh, you know, which is good, in my opinion, because it's kind of kind of a joke. Um, but again, that's a whole, I'm sure that that's going to get be controversial in the long run here tonight. Other than that, look, it'll probably change the way the catcher's set up. It'll probably change the way catchers receive, uh, and we're probably going to have to play it by ear. Uh, first cheers to Randy indeed. Do you think they bring back Ozuna or Castellanos? I saw that Trevor Rosenthal was saying that rival executives say it makes sense to sign Castellanos uh, so that they can still get the draft pick for Ozuna. I still don't see him signing either. The you know the other report from John Heyman is that the Cardinals are big on O'Neill and are big on Tyler O'Neill. They still have outfield depth, like they still have Dylan Carlson, they still have Tyler O'Neill, they still have Lane Thomas, they still have Harrison Bader. Uh, they still have Dexter Fowler. They still have Dylan Carlson. And it's still the same guys that they wanted to give the opportunity to start. It's just that there's two less of them and still a surplus of them. So, no, I still don't think they bring back Ozuna unless Ozuna takes the one-year the one -year deal or the two-year deal. Remember, the key with Ozuna where he keeps saying that he wants to play with the Cardinals, he'll take that deal as it's always if they raise the price, if they raise it. And I think the Cardinals are pretty set because of all the depth they have that this is the price you can take it or you can leave it. Uh, why are the Cardinals so high on Vader? Because he's a great, great defensive center fielder. And their model is based on playing good defense and pitching really well. And the two go hand in hand. So that's why they're big on him. And he's big and athletic. And he hits moonshot home runs. Uh, and he's strong and he's fast. And he's a great clubhouse guy. And he's a good kid. And he's a hard worker. That's why they're, they're high on him. Spence Ryan said, Libertor's walk rate has to come down right. His supposed command of the fastball uh, well. So, uh, again, go to Birds on the Black. I wrote about my quick 
you know, through three starts observations uh, of Matthew Libertor. The one thing that came to mind real right away is that his fastball is not as good as everyone makes it out to be. Uh, I, all three starts were at the end of the year. Uh, fastball lives about 92, can get to like 94, 95. Uh, but his fastball command's kind of weak, and it doesn't have like the glove side run all the time. It flattens out somewhat, somewhat regularly. Uh, so, yes, his fastball needs to show the life that it showed at the beginning of the year to continue down this path. His command's really interesting because I don't think his command is bad. Uh, I think that he tries to live a little too much with the fastball on the outside corners to righties, and it really, really fucks with him. I, I was really going to try not to cuss tonight, but I think it really screws him up sometimes when he loses it. He gets a little frustrated uh, uh, when he doesn't get the strike zone that he wants. Uh, but yes, to your point, like, look, the Ks need to come up. For a guy that has the stuff that he has, uh, the Ks need to come up and the walks need to go down. Randall, uh, Randall Rhodes, what's up, Randall? I'm excited about the 2018 number 16 overall. Can't pronounce uh, Matthew's last name. Yeah, me too, bud. Me too. John Greco, Dex and Carp are the two worst moves in Carp's history. Dex was two years too long, and Carp was dumb. Yeah, the timing of Carp was dumb. Uh, uh, remember, I, I like. Look, I'm not necessarily happy with the contract that Dexter Fowler has, but 14.5 million dollars with the two million with an additional two million dollar signing bonus kicking in on like June 1st of every year nowadays isn't really that bad. Uh, and remember, yeah. To evaluate it now with how radical the free agent market has, tra has, has changed over the last couple of years, it's, it's kind of, you know, the hindsight 2020 thing. you got to look back on what it was. Now, I didn't like the trade at the time. I liked Dexter Fowler a lot as a person. Didn't think it was a perfect fit, like uh, 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 Richard Justice said. But he's a good player, uh, was a good player, and hopefully he continues down the positive path that he set in 2019. Uh, hey, Victoria, what's up? Gotta love patron prospects. That's right, C70. Early start tonight from uh, Mr. Forcelino. Uh, time to pour a drink. Yeah, to the early start of Pat again to welcome Matthew Libertor, Edgardo Rodriguez, say au revoir to Jose Martinez and Randy Rosarena. Steve Eller says, Kyle's making Friday nights better. What's up, Steve? Uh, that's a nice mug from Carolangas. Yeah, right? So I'm actually wearing a mug to match my shirt. And if you want a hoodie like this, you can go, or a sweater like this, you can go to Birds on the Black, our little merchandise shop, and get this lovely, lovely t-shirt on a sweater. Iowa Neck says, how much more do you see Libertor filling out? I don't think he's going to fill out that much. You know, he's he's pretty well put together. You know, he's not super big. I think maybe he puts on another 5, 10 pounds. Not so much. And I don't necessarily think he needs to put on that much more weight. I just think, I don't know. It seems like there's a mechanical issue there that I can't quite wrap my head around, and I'm going to have to watch for more. Jobo says, uh, why are the Cardinals so obsessed with O'Neal? I love the trade, though, going to miss Jose. Yeah, I'm really going to miss Jose Martinez just from, like, an entertainment standpoint. I can't imagine how much more boring that clubhouse gets with Jose Martinez gone. Why are they obsessed with Tyler O'Neal? Because, you know, believe it or not, when he's given a chance to play on an everyday basis, he's filled that fourth hitter, fifth hitter role really well. It only happened once. Small sample size of, like, 100 plate appearances uh, in the month of June. June? The month of July, June or July, now I don't remember, when Marcelo Zuna was out uh, injured. He's, he, his measurables are there. Uh, he, he's quick. He's strong. And when he plays every day, the K numbers go down a little bit and the walks go up a little bit. You know, not like 16% strikeout weight rate and a 12% walk rate, but like a 26% K rate and a 7% walk rate, 6% walk rate. That's all good. And if the guy's going to be hitting bombs like he's capable of hitting bombs... Uh, especially in Bush Stadium, where right-handed power is suppressed a little bit, he has real legitimate power. And I think that, that has a lot to do with it. And you know what? He's an okay corner outfield, too. Uh, I don't think they're obsessed with him. I wouldn't buy so much into what Heyman's saying. I think they view him as uh, 
as an asset. Let's see. Isaac Halper says, Hyman reported front office expected big things from O'Neill. Yeah, I think that that's smart. Uh, they're going to pressure him. She'll to play him. I sure hope so. And uh, Napici says, has Libertor had Tommy John yet? He has not. Hey, Matt Thompson. What's up, Matt? How are you, bud? Uh, again, all the people at Prospects Live uh, do amazing work. They have great write-ups on Matthew Libertor. Uh, great write-ups on the Cardinals' top 30. Check them out. Uh, Black Island says, how much of a chance does Carlson have of sticking with the big club? Now, you know, if there's one thing we've learned in the last couple days, it's to just give it a little bit of time. Let's see what happens in the next three weeks, four weeks, before we get to spring training. You know, I think that people are getting a little too aggressive with the, oh, this, this opens a spot for Carlson. Well, all that really happened is the Cardinals traded two reserved outfielders. They didn't necessarily uh, – Colonel Lingus says, please, no slurring. That's funny. They didn't necessarily trade, like, a starter. They did clear out room that will make it easier for him to eventually make his major league debut, whether it be at the beginning of the year or May or June or July or August, September, whenever it is. Uh, uh, but I don't think it changes his potential of sticking with the major league club. I think if he has a bust of shit open spring training, I think he sticks with the club. Uh, if it's an average spring training or a positive spring training, I think he goes back to spring. Uh, it goes back to Memphis, gets a chance to rake, and gets the first call when the first opportunity presents itself. Uh, Real Bo Bart. Hey, Real Bo Barton says, "What happened with Rangel Ravelo? We talked about it a little while ago. Uh, Ravelo, there were some issues. He was going to sign with Korea." Cardinals reached out to him, and apparently now he's staying within the organization. More than likely will be on the 26-man roster. Telly Ho 74 says, and also the other thing about Ravello is Ravello's out of options. You know, he had two option years uh, uh, with Oakland, Oakland or Chicago, I don't remember. And, you know, last year was his last option year, I think. And it has to do with age and stuff like that. But um, So he doesn't have any options, and that, that F's it all up. Would anybody really take Fowler? Yeah, you know, it was rumored that teams would. I don't necessarily believe they would. I think... Teams have cheaper alternatives. I think it's that old situation where if you move Dexter Fowler and you can get him to waive his no-trade clause, then you probably have to throw another prospect in there to make it more appealing. Good Life Sean says, Jeff Passan tops my national media follows. Jeff Passan, Rosenthal are probably the two best guys to get information. Uh, Josh says, is it fair to say that we absolutely have to at least get Ozuna back in order to have an offense? No, no. Look, I have, you guys know where I stand on this. To me, the offense comes down to the manager's willingness to play his best players. Uh, look, there's a realistic there's a realistic chance that your best outfield is Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, uh, uh, and Dylan Carlson, and that immediately makes your offense better all the way around. Uh, it's just you have to play those guys. You probably have to limit the at bats Matt Carpenter sees against lefties. You have to be willing to do that. It's going to take a manager with real like it's going to be a real job for for Mike Schilt to get the best out of this lineup. But it, the pieces are there, in my opinion. We over overrate. Marcelo Zuno. Look, I appreciate that all of the uh, uh, the peripheral stats are there to say Marcelo Zuna has a potential to be a, a breakout. I know it feels like this is Marcelo Zuna's floor, a 29 home run guy with 90 RBIs. Uh, but I have my worries, and my worries stem from the fact that he's lost quite a bit of athleticism. The defensive metrics say he's a good defensive left fielder. He's not. We know that. And not just because of the play in the outfield where he dove like an idiot, which is my favorite play of the last 25 years, uh, but because he's not good out there. He has shuffle feet. Uh, uh, he has a bad arm. Like, even at the end of the year when his arm was stronger than we've seen it, it still wasn't particularly good. Marcelo Zuna is a bit of a liability. Uh, you know, we're, we, because of how bad the Cardinals offense was, how lackluster it was, we talk about Marcelo Zuna like he was an MVP candidate, and he's not. He's seriously flawed a really streaky hitter uh, uh, that doesn't really move the needle that much. So, no, look, I personally don't believe that losing Marcelo Zuna is a big kick as long as a manager is doing what needs to get done to get the best bats in the lineup uh, in the best situations. 
Gary Will and a bunch of numbers says, any truth to the rumor that the uh, looking to trade Fowler? Also, I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's out there. I trust the national guys. I personally haven't heard anything, and I don't doubt that in talks, the Cardinals said, hey, is anybody interested in Dexter Fowler? Sean Ewing says, if no Carlson in the deal, why haven't they done it yet? Give up the farm, go get him. Because that's a lot of money, especially when your payroll is already at about $165 million. Also, you don't just trade to trade. And also, what do you do with Matt Carpenter? Like, there are a lot of moving parts. And as fans, I get that. Go get Arenado. Go do whatever it takes. If you don't have to give up Carlson, do whatever it takes. But, you know, what if it takes... What if, they're, what if they won't budge off of Jack Flaherty? What if they say, all right, uh, no Jack Flaherty. I want uh, uh, Dakota Hudson and Carlos Martinez and Ryan Helsley and Genesis Cabrera uh, and Johan Oviedo. Like, that's a lot with all that money. And we're not going to, you know, we're not going to take any of the money. Uh, it's that. Like, what if their asking price is just substantially too high? That's what's taking too long. Let's not think like, well, you guys think like fans. I'll do what I do. Silk Nasty says, what about Hudson Woodford and O'Neal for Arenado? That's not enough. Uh Look, Dakota Hudson, so first off, one thing we need to get out of our heads is that sending a sinker ball pitcher to Colorado is a good idea. It is not. And if Colorado is trying to acquire sinker ball pitchers, uh, uh, then their front office needs to be fired immediately uh, and replaced with people who know what to do. They need high-velocity pitchers who pitch up in the zone. That's their only way to maximize their pitching. They know this now because of data. Data tells us that sinkers don't work particularly well. Also, that cutters don't work very well now, uh, you know, with with... Uh, Dakota Hudson having a cutter and a slider, that kind of changes the dynamic here. But he's not going to do better because he's a sinker ball pitcher in Colorado. He's actually going to put the ball on a goddamn tee and make it that much easier for people to launch him. And and Jake Woodford is not like, he's a three-tier prospect. He's a four-tier prospect. Uh, Don't just look at his stats and see he's in AAA. Uh, That's nothing. Like, you're talking about high end. You know, you're talking, again, uh, about Ryan Helsley, Hennessy Cabrera, uh, uh, Andrew Kisner, Tyler O'Neill. And probably another piece in there somewhere. Sean Ewing, even with that cash. If, uh, if the Roland trade, it's the Roland trade, but actually giving up prospects to get him. No, it's not the Roland trade because Scott Roland was about ready to become a free agent. Completely different thing. Jay Duda, I'm not sure I love O'Neill's odds to stay healthy. I think that's why Seattle downgraded. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think Seattle downgraded because uh, they made a choice. I, I, you know, they wanted pitching. They identified Marco Gonzalez. I've heard Jerry DePoto talk about Marco Gonzalez. They wanted him. They wanted to draft him. They tried to jockey him into the second round, and it didn't happen because of the Cardinals spin at Cardinals. Uh, they highlighted him from the get-go. They felt like they gave up a lot to get him, uh, and he's turned out to be what they hoped he would be, and maybe the Cardinal fans overrate what he's been. John Rickrow, it would take uh, Gorman, Libertor, and Hudson to get Arenado. Yeah, probably more than that, I would think, even then. Uh, let's see. Leave Carl Crawford alone from Snorting Bull. Uh, the Snorting Bull, our good friend, uh, a Durham Bulls fan, uh, at you know, always affiliated with Tampa Bay. I like it. Ah, son of a bitch. Good life, Sean. Do you have anything to say yet about the young catcher we got in the trade? Yeah, so the Edgardo, uh, Edgardo Rodriguez, there isn't a whole lot of information on him. There's very little video. It seems like the consensus is that he's a little too big to be a catcher. He's got kind of a poor arm. He's not very agile. He's kind of a terrible receiver behind. Uh, you know, might end up having to move to DH, maybe first base, uh, outfield, if he can add a little athleticism. Uh, definitely, definitely a bat-first prospect. And remember, we don't invest too much into the DSL stats. Stu Styles, hey, what's up, Stu? When have they ever sold high on a player? It's about damn time. That's what I'm talking about. A Rosarena seems like a boss. O'Neal is a beast, uh, but just has so a little shaky on D. Yeah, he's a little shaky on D sometimes. But he, remember, he's good into the corners. Where he gets a little shaky is when he goes into center field. And 
sometimes that really only happens when it's Harrison Bader out there. You know, he and Lane Thomas had a pretty good form of communication. He and Dexter Fowler communicated pretty well. Uh, this is not to blame Harrison Bader. I just think that, like, he knows Harrison Bader's all over the place, and I think he gets a little shaky. Uh, again, it's something he needs to get over. The other thing I want to say, and uh, we'll get to that later. Never mind. Well, hey, not really. What's up? Uh, Matt, the Phoenix sucks. What's your starting outfield right now? What's the real starting outfield? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say with them playing in Cincinnati, uh, uh, you're going to have uh, and probably Luis Castillo or Trevor Bauer as their, their opening day starter. I'm going to say that you have in right field Dexter Fowler, uh, in center field Tommy Edmond, and in left field Tyler O'Neill. Sick Nasty says, to get good pieces, you got to give up good pieces. Libertor was a top five prospect in the draft. I don't know what IIRC stands for. Uh, Mason Bates, what are the chances that Libby, Gorman, Herrera, Baker, Thompson are in Springfield together? Uh, by the end of the year, I, I, I look, I think I, Libertor is going to start in Palm Beach. Gorman's going to start in Palm Beach. Baker might start in Palm – or Baker's going to start in, in Springfield. Herrera might start back at Palm Beach. I would suspect Zach Thompson in Springfield. I think if it happens uh, – Zach Thompson, like, it could happen. It'll happen in June or July, I'll say. Uh, Dusty Colorado said, shouldn't the Twins just trade <laughs> Shouldn't the twins just trade uh, Wander Javier? Sure, Dusty Colorado. Wander Javier has become a very popular prospect in Prospects After Dark. Jay Duda, what kickball league are you in? Should the pad people invade it? We do, uh, hey, what's up, uh, Ron Nuttall? Uh, uh, he does ruffled feathers. Ron Nuttall does ruffled feathers um, for two birds on a bat. Uh, check that out. They do it on Tuesday. Our kickball league is on Sundays at Tower Grove Park. Uh, it's a beer drinking kickball league. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not in session right now. You'll have to wait till winter time or summertime or fall time or whatever. Fall-ish. Fall time's here. Hi. Fall time's here, everyone. John Greco. And Pat on draft night, we were hoping for Libertor and Singer to fall the cards. That's right. That's great memory, John Greco. Good work. Yeah, Libertor is one of the guys we really wanted to see the Cardinals draft. And now they have him. And they have him with his childhood best friend, Nolan Gorman. And it's a fun story. And I'd love to see him, like, somehow make a major league debut on the same day. That'd be amazing. Hey, Graham, what's up, buddy? I, for one, am glad it wasn't Harrison Bader. I know, bud. Dusty Colorado says, where would Wander Javier rank on the Cardinals Mount Rushmore if they got him? Uh, so he would be uh, he would be the Neil Armstrong of the Mount Rushmore. Uh, or the Lance Armstrong. Uh, he would be the, uh, uh, the Rocky Balboa of Mount Rushmore. That's where he'd be. Uh, Wander Heimer Pulses. What the hell? It's not Sunday. That's right, Mark Hayden. Maybe we'll do another one on Sunday. We won't. Uh, but you never know. Uh, Darden, Dardenator says, what's your guess on percentage chance we get Arenado? 15%. Look, again, look at it practically. Try not to look at it from the fan standpoint. There are many obstacles in the way. You're talking about no trade clauses uh, for both Arenado, which probably wouldn't be a problem, but also potential Cardinals players, whether it be Carpenter or Fowler, headed in that direction. Um... You're talking about an opt-out. Uh, you're, you're talking about a lot of money on Arenado's contract. There are a lot of obstacles for that to happen. I'll say 15%. Uh, Dusty Colorado, you seem so excited. Imagine if the system had one around here. I agree. Uh, Fowler Wade Davis swap in the Arenado deal. Yeah, I know. No, let me tell you. Uh, this is how I feel. I don't want the Cardinals to go anywhere near Wade Davis because he's terrible. And he's not just terrible in Colorado. He's kind of terrible everywhere. Um, uh, to me... It's more detrimental for the Cardinals to have bad pitching than it is to have Dexter Fowler in the lineup. So, no. No, I don't want that at all. Don't just – don't do that. That's bad. Don't take on any bad pitching. Take on good pitching. I can t I'll deal with bad hitting, but I cannot deal with bad pitching. 
Uh, uh, Dustin Colorado says, Wander Javier's will is stronger than your doubt, Kyle. Uh, Spence Ryan says, between Thomas and Bader, I'm sort of confident we'll be fine in center. Yeah, yeah, and even Carlson, you know, as a fallback. Look, the Cardinals have some pretty good defensive uh, defensive center fielders at the minor leagues. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lauren Bundy's here. Hello, Lauren. How, Lauren, how are you? Uh, a French says, Kyle doing everybody's taxes tonight. No, I wouldn't even be able to do my own, but my brother Scott's in here, so feel free to send it to my brother Scott. Uh, he itemizes. Ben Mazzara says, uh, how do the Cardinals help balance out DeYoung's playing time after appearing in 159 games last year? Hey, look, to me, that's the fault of the manager because you had Tommy Edmond who was earning every at-bat opportunity as possible, uh, uh, not play shortstop, and instead sub in, uh, instead have Paul DeYoung play every possible freaking day down the stretch. Uh, how do you do it? You just give Tommy Edmond some playing time. The other thing you do is you don't bring Gyro Munoz along. You bring Edmundo Sosa, who can actually play shortstop and can actually play second and can play, actually play third and give him time late in games. That's how you do it. Look, they have the pieces. They just have to do it. I, and I don't get why they don't, because Tommy Edmond can handle short. That, that Tommy Edmond did not get any time at short while he was at the Major League roster is a failure of the manager uh, uh, while the young was struggling the way he was. And there's no doubt about that. That is that is an absolutely undebatable topic. Jairo Munoz got time, and Mundo Sosa didn't. And that is that is the that is bad, bad managing. Uh, manager of the year, though. Let's see. Signasi says, probably over-asked question, but what's your thoughts on Arenado's home road splits? Uh, I think people overvalue it. I think they're a lot like what Holiday's home road splits were. I think it'd probably take them a little while to get used to a full season away from it, but uh, it'd be fine. Uh, John Greco, nobody wants to give up the pick for Ozuna. Yeah, that's part of it. I think you're dead on there, John Greco. Quinn, hey, what's up, Quinn? Uh, Moe's going to use his Rockies roots to get uh, Nolan Arenado. Uh, that's what Sneaky Man DeWitt extends him. Uh, does Libertor compare with past prospects is he like a left-handed waka no so you know again please bj Dittman, please go to uh, birds on the black and read the little quick write-up i did on uh, uh, matthew libertor what libertor does really well is he has two breaking pitches and a fastball that's kind of iffy average maybe maybe above if everything goes well he has a slider and a curveball and that really changes like when you have two breaking pitches that you can actually utilize and use that then that like there's a higher ceiling there it's tough because like I, you know the last time the Cardinals had a, a high school age pitcher with this much potential, other than Jack Flaherty, because Jack Flaherty is a completely different beast, I do not view Libertor the same way I view Jack Flaherty, I want to make that very clear, was like Shelby Miller. Uh, but Shelby Miller also did not have like that secondary pitch or, or the, the, the third pitch that Libertor has. So to me, he's just like somewhere in between Shelby Miller and uh, uh, Jack Flaherty from a hype standpoint. Uh, I don't like what you just said. That was about 100 hours ago, so I don't know. You wrote that much in 30 minutes. I've been working on a nine-page Word doc for seven days. So it actually was in about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and I was just hammering away. Uh, and I added the gifts that I made before I started work in the morning, uh, and it was amazing. Stu, I love how Libertor has, like, three different deliveries from the windup. Yeah, he does that from the windup and the, uh, the stretch. He I, Look, he'll mess with the hitter's timing. We like that. Any advantage the pitcher can take to mess with the the, the hitter we take, we love. Uh, Seek23408 says, say the cards make one more trade before the season starts. What's the ideal player swap? I want something like this. Look, the Cardinals still have too many outfielders. I would love for them to continue to trade the outfielders to reinforce their minor league depth. What we've been talking about prospects after dark for months now, for months now, is that the Cardinals had were missing high-end pitching in the minor league level behind like Angel Rondon and Johan Oviedo. Uh, and this helps reinforce that. Keep it coming. 
keep it coming. I, I like the pitching at the major league level and the potential uh, backfillers uh, for pitching at the major league level. I, I definitely would love for them to get like another bat. Don't get me wrong, but I also want to see what they what they have, and I also want Dylan Carlson to be able to be in a position to get a real chance as soon as possible. Uh, does Gorman and Libertor by themselves get Aaron? I don't know. They do not. Uh, Mandalorian Chapter 3, The Sin is my favorite. Yours. Oh, man, that third episode of The Mandalorian is incredible. That entire first arc was really, really good. Uh, I, you know, obviously the way the series ended was really, the season ended rather was really good. I like the ninth episode. I can't think of what it's called, but I like that a lot. I just thought that, like, uh, uh, the tension, the the development, the beginning of episode ten or of, of the of episode eight was amazing with the the speeder troopers. I loved it all. John Van Amberg says, "Kyle, give me a minor league pitcher to get irrationally excited about. How about Matthew Liberatore? Look, uh, for me, the guy that I am trying my hardest to keep my excitement down is Angel Rondon. We've been talking about Rondon for a year and a half. What you're gonna find here is that Prospects After Dark and what I do for Birds on the Black is about a year a year year and a half ahead of what everyone else is doing." Uh, the jokes we make in our articles about players' names, uh, the information we give you, uh, and also the lightheartedness for which we inform you and also educate. So, uh, you know, we were a year ahead of Angel Rondon. We're a year ahead of telling people about Zach Thompson's uh, uh, best pitch uh, and also joking around about the K in his name. Uh, we are well, we're just a year ahead of everyone. So, you know, what you're getting now, you're going to hear about in a year. Uh, but just like with Angel Rondon, uh, look, I, I'm still bullish on Griffin Roberts. I his velocity needs to maintain. I love the strides he took to keep his uh, uh, walk rate down in the Arizona Fall League. But Angel Rondon and Griffin Roberts are my two guys. Uh, uh, that's, you know, Griffin Roberts had a bad year, really struggled with command uh, in the Florida State League, and it was nice to see him get it together in the Arizona Fall League. But I'll say Angel Rondon. Get excited irrationally about Angel Rondon. And after I just made that or, or, like crazy claim that I just made, we'll revisit it in a year, and you can all tell me how stupid I was. Uh, Libertor is 200, but 200 pounds, but he looks like he can carry 215. Yeah, 10, 10 pounds would probably help. Uh, good life, Sean. If nothing changes from right now, does this mean Dylan Carlson breaks spring training with the team? No, I don't think so. Spence Ryan, someone tell the guy saying worst deal ever about letting Steve Carlson go for 10 grand. Oh, God, rough times. Uh, Jose Martinez got on my nerves with all the goofy antics. Oh, man, I loved him, John. I loved him. He's like me, but in the clubhouse. Uh, Social Matt, hey, what's up, Social Matt? How are you, man? We haven't had you in a while. Welcome back, Social Matt. Uh, Sam Smith, what's up, Pad Family? Sam Smith's back. Sam Smitty, what's up, bud? To uh, Social Matt and Sam Smitty, welcome back to Prospects After Dark. Sam goes Red Bird Redneck. Who asks, how do you think the outfield shuffle shakes out in 2020? What do you think the starting outfield is on game 162? Uh, if everything goes as planned, uh, it's Carlson, Thomas, and O'Neill. And how do I think it checks out? I think that it ebbs and flows throughout the year. I think the season starts with Tommy Edmond out there and Dexter Fowler and Harrison Bader getting plenty of time and O'Neill kind of doing a little bit of a timeshare. Uh, uh, and then I think hopefully we're talking about Dylan Carlson, Lane Thomas, and Tyler O'Neill. Blind Homer, what comes of Henesis now given Thompson and Libertor will be on his heels? I, I see, I don't view, I think that we look at that as like a left-handed pitcher, left-handed pitcher. But we're talking about like, more than likely, Hennessy Cabrera is a bullpen option long-term who can get lefties and righties both out. And I don't think anything happens. Like, I, I think that if you're, if, like, if you're talking about starting pitching, they're just starting pitchers. And if we're talking about bullpen now with the three batter minimum, they're just bullpen arms. So they all get lumped in. And what comes of Hennessy Cabrera? When he gets his opportunity, he's going to pitch really well out of the bullpen. Uh, and maybe even as, like, a piggyback-type starter. Uh, and hopefully he stays healthy and continues that role until... Those guys push him. You know, I, I don't think, like, I don't think 
to me, they're all separate entities. To me, pitching is not related at all. You know, the only time pitching becomes uh, what happens when is when what happens when Lance Lynn becomes a free agent. What happens when Michael Waka becomes a free agent? That, that's uh, the Cardinals utilize all of their pitchers, and they utilize them. Uh, as much as possible, unless it's Daniel Ponce de Leon in September, which apparently Mike Schilt does not like to utilize. Uh, that's like that's where my mind is at. So I don't think that they're connected. I I, I get the idea that oh you've got three left-handed uh, potentially dynamic arms pushing each other, but l- let's wait and see what happens. You know Zach Thompson has a series of arm issues that we have to see how they develop. Uh, Matthew Libertor has, in my opinion, some questions that I need I need to see cleared up about his delivery, about what he has. Uh, and Hennessy's too, with his command and then his repeatability of his motion. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily think they're they're pushing each other. I think that the Cardinals will use every option they can. And remember, Zach Thompson is four years away from having to be added to a forty man. Uh, Matthew Libertor is four years away from having to be added to a forty man. So uh, years away from even having to, to digest it. Uh, do you think every fan base has their version of you? Uh, and Tara, or are we spoiled? No, you're spoiled with Tara, and I'm sure there's some asshole talking about prospects everywhere. Van, VHS, hey, what's up, buddy? Anyone else think the volume is low? Hi, Kyle. It might be. So I've got a new microphone, and we're trying to figure it out. Craw says, uh, who's more annoying on Twitter, John Hammond or Bob Nightingale? I don't find any of them. Sorry, I'm supposed to be closer to the mic. I'm going to bring the microphone here. I don't find any of them annoying. Uh, I like Bob Nightingale now that I realize he's kind of a clown, and I have fun with that. And I don't view John Hammond as annoying uh, at all. You know, to me... To me, there's others that are more annoying. Uh, volume was a little, a little better now. Sorry about that, guys. I'm trying to, like I said, we got a new microphone. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, Spence Ryan says, cards aren't allowed to make Ravello stay, are they? No, they can. They absolutely can. Like, uh, uh, Korea would have to buy the contract from the Cardinals, and the Cardinals could just not sell it to him. Keeper Dean Roach, hey, what's up, Keeper? If Carlson has a good spring training, is Edmund last year? Does he uh, fast track? Did Tommy Edmond last year, when the Cardinals had a clear need for that role, a left-handed bat off the bench, you could play multiple infield positions? No, I, I don't think. I think it needs to be better. I think it needs to be like, wow, Dylan Carlson just hit 450 and hit a bunch of home runs. It needs to be Albert Pujols entering 20, 2001 level amazing. Keeper, also, what up? How are we doing? I'm doing well, Keeper. Uh, Rescue says hello. Uh, 21 Woody one says, will Libertor start the year in Springfield? I'm going to say Palm Beach. I'm all in on Palm Beach. Whitewater attorney Adam Van Grack says, good evening, Kyle and everyone. To Adam Van Grack and our pad people, welcome back to Prospects After Dark, and welcome to a Friday night, the wolf moon, as it were. Again, we're trying to figure out the new mic. I apologize for the the, uh, the sound. Uh, Hertz, with some additional perspective and apparent decisions coming soon, Astros punishment, punishment predictions. I think A.J. Hinch gets hit hard, uh, maybe a year or two, maybe banned. I'm not saying a ban for life, but he'll get a year at least, maybe two years. Um, other than that, I don't know. Look, they're going to get fined. Whatever the maximum is, a team can be fined. An ownership group can be fined. And they're going to lose picks at the very least. Uh, I'll say I'll say it's they're going to lose four first-round draft picks instead of two first-round draft picks. Uh, and we'll figure it out from there. And at least the $2.5 million. Uh, but they're not going to, like, forfeit a championship or anything. Good life, Sean. Well, Jose and Marcel, with Jose and Marcel gone, who is the most fun entertaining player Left on the team. You know, Harrison Bader is fun and entertaining. Uh, we get aggravated at him because he doesn't play particularly well. You know, Yachty's kind of fun. If anybody's seen Yachty at a Blues game, uh, he's a blast. Adam Wainwright is still fun-loving and enjoyable. He and Matt Carpenter joke around and have fun. Uh, uh, you know, Lane Thomas is kind of all business. 
Colton Wong's a lot of fun. Uh, when Matt Adams resigns here, I would imagine he's going to be fun. No, I'm joking. I do not want that. But, you know, Jack Flaherty's all business. Look, I don't think anyone is as fun and carefree as Jose, Marcel, uh, Jose and Marcel, but they have some fun personalities. You know, nobody as boring as Paul Goldschmidt, who we love. My favorite reporter is Bob Nightingale from Lance Trance. Nightingale's a lot of fun uh, when you take, like, when you stop taking him seriously. What's up, Prism 2? What will the best move we make for the rest of the offseason be? Hopefully to bring back Matt Wieters. Like, I'm all on. I love Andrew Kisner. You guys know that. Uh, but for me, it's because I personally don't think Yadier Molina is, like, good at developing, like, the understudy. Uh, and I think we've got proof of that. Uh, I want Matt, Matt Wieters to come back. And I want the, first off, I want the Cardinals to use Andrew Kisner as a trade piece uh, so that he can get some playing time at the major league level like he deserves. Uh, but if he's not, I want him to go down to Memphis and, and play. Trent Wilson says, hey, Pat, what's up? What did I miss on Arenado? Nothing. We don't think anything's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. Ozuna made me cringe in the outfield. Yeah, he's about as bad as it gets out there. Jay Hoker says, Carlos or KK in opening day rotation? I will say Carlos. Actually, I'll say they're both in the bullpen uh, because they'll have a bunch of days off. But eventually, it'll be Carlos. Uh, Tampa going to turn Randy Rosarena into an all-star, aren't they? No, I don't think they're going to turn him into an all-star. But he's going to be like a 110 WRC plus guy who plays a really solid, more than likely corner outfield uh, that has some really good matchups and is electric and is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Randy Rosarena is better than Oscar Mercado. And when you look at Oscar Mercado compared to league average, he's a below average hitter and an above average center fielder. Uh, you know, 94 WRC plus according to fan graphs for, for Oscar Mercado. 6% below the league average. Yeah. Randy Rosarena is a better all-around hitter. You're talking about a guy who's going to be a 106, 110 WRC plus guy with 600 uh, plate appearances, who's going to be a like an, a league average fielder out there uh, when it's all said and done. So think of him as a little bit better version of Oscar Mercado uh, without the stolen bases and, and maybe a little bit more contact uh, in there. Rendon from Quinn got basically the same contract as Nato for just money. Nato has very little trade value. No, I see. I disagree. And I think any expert will tell you, all you got to do is listen to what people are saying. If you're saying that uh, Nolan Arenado does not have trade value, then you're, you're hoping he doesn't have any trade value. He has a ton of trade value, an absolute ton of trade value, especially to a team like the Cardinals who covet him greatly. Stats says, Kyle, cheers to you, my good friend. To you, Stats, uh, welcome back. Uh, uh, I'd say your name, but I'm not going to divulge that kind of stuff. To you, Stats, again, like we talked today, remember, we're all just an ugly mush of nonsense and mess. Uh, get after it, bud. Rocky's front office is delusional. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the Brendan Steiner says, can you elaborate on what kind of spring it would take for Carlson to start the season in the bigs? I would say go look at 2001. Uh, as the Cardinals entered the 2001 season for Albert Pujols, but remember, it's probably going to take three injuries in the outfield to get it to happen. Uh, when we trade the farm, can it be a literal farm? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, we'll trade cows and sheep uh, with soft sheep uh, and chickies. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Gindrich says, Carpenter, Bader, Gorman, Libertor, and Reyes for Arenado. First off, why would anyone trade for Alex Reyes? Uh, Bader, everyone gets excited about because it's Colorado. And the ball would flatten out, which would suit him well. Maybe Bader. But why would Carpenter waive his no-trade clause to go there? I, I just don't get it. And also, why? <laughs> why? I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm excited. And you know what? What I would recommend is go fire up MLB The Show and make the trade. You can have the trade all day, every day. 
Hey, Lauren, happy Jed signing day. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, IIRC says, if I recall correctly, fun stuff. Edmund is a petty center fielder then, uh, a better center fielder than T.O.? I don't know who T.O. is. Tyler O'Neill? Oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing is we don't know enough about Tommy Edmund playing center because he only played it for two games at the minor leagues, uh, uh, and he uh, he played it in the playoffs there at the end in the last inning of, of the NLCS. But I do think that the Cardinals view him as a more athletic option in center. Uh, remember, he got the time in center. It wasn't Tyler O'Neill who went out there, so that's what I think in, in regards to that. Uh, John Greco says, Helsley and Fernandez make the club in the pen opening day. I'm really hoping so, John Greco. They would in my pen. Fernandez is still up and like, I guess up for debate, depending on what happens with Gomber and the four lefty options and blah, 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 and yada, 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 Alex Reyes. But I would say yeah, Helsley for sure. Yeah, Helsley for sure. Uh, I like that VHS says, trading Randy and J-Mark to own the libs. Iowa Next says, can you break down the Royals, uh, the Royal family situation? I don't know anything about that, man. I was, uh, I was walking through uh, the concourse at Bush Stadium last, or at Scott Trade Enterprise last night, and I heard somebody say something about the royal family, and I thought, what in the absolute fuck are people talking about? Uh, better royal Harry and Meghan or Mike Matheny? I got to say Mike Matheny. Uh, uh, we'll say Jackson Cower because uh, he's my favorite. Daniel Lynch. Those are the best, the best royals in my book. Jorge Soler is the best royal in my book. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mayo Z. Dune says, imagine an infield of Arenado, DeYoung, Goldie, and Wong. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, what becomes of Austin Gomber and Reyes? We're just going to have to wait and figure it out, Black Island P. Uh, you know, it's not just, it's Ponce de Leon. It's Gomber. It's Reyes. I mean, even John Gant, you know, doesn't have any options, what makes it interesting. But what if he's terrible in spring training? Do the Cardinals let him go, even though they just gave him, uh, came to an agreement with him on an arbitration? Uh, look, there are a ton of guys like that. Uh, these these backlog of starting pitchers that haven't necessarily been given a chance to be starting pitchers. What happens with Kim and Carlos Martinez? The 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 it's going to be fascinating to see how the the pitching depth and the outfield depth shake out in spring training. Uh, first time go cards from WMG WM Gillespie. Hello, welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, John Greco says I like the cards rotation in ten. The lineup is kind of meh. I get that. I'm bullish on the kids and I'm bullish on the lineup if used properly. Hey, if people need their ta- oh that's right, holy shit. Uh, if people need their taxes done, DMC70. It's what he does. He does an amazing job of it. Look, if you need anything, just DMC70. He's he's He and Gifts are 1A and 1A1 uh, when it comes to people on Twitter. They're the best. Matt Stromer says, hey, what's up, Matt? How are you? Hey, team. What's Libertor's ETA? Is it too early to predict? Thanks. Uh, R.I.P. Neil Pert. I would say that his, his ETA is 2022 at the earliest. I think that he's still – like – you can see it. He's not like raw, raw, but he, like he's not raw like Nolan Gorman. Uh, but he's he's has some things to work on. So I'll say 2022. Cal, you're the man. Pat for life. Hey, Jay Drake, what's up, buddy? Uh, Sam Smitty says agreed. I'd like to see them move on from Munoz, but I will miss his Players Weekend nickname. Uh, I think that if, I mean, look, Ronel Ravello has a spot on the team that kind of like subs in on the 26 man uh, uh, for Jmart. For me, it comes down to Gyro and it comes down to Edmundo Sosa. And since you have Tommy Edmond, you don't need, like, a super utility player because Tommy Edmond can play all those positions, and he's a better bat, probably right-handed and left-handed than Gyro. So I say you bring Edmundo Sosa and reap the benefits of his defense and his, like, his speed. Now, Gyro's fast. He's, he's a little bit bigger built, but he's faster than we give him credit for. 
I'm with you. I would move on from Gyro. I'd send him down to AAA, and then whatever happens. You're not going to release him. you got two open spots on the 40-man now. You don't need to create room. Uh, but you do You do make it an open competition. You let Ramon Urias, you let Edmundo Sosa, and you let Gyro Muniz fight it out in spring training. Uh, Whitewater Attorney says, Montero going to have a big bounce-back season in 2020. Yeah, it was something that we talked about. I think uh, Aliris Montero has somewhere between his 2018 and 2019 season. In 2019, he was hurt and terrible. In 2018, he was a monster. I would say look at his time, his short sample in Palm Beach, and extrapolate that with a little bit more power. Uh, and I think that that's similar to what he has for Springfield in 2020. Uh, Croft, Crofty 25 says, speaking of taxes, when do I need to file for my extension? Oof, I wish I could tell you. I Look, the minute I get my tax return, uh, 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 I do my taxes, so... Uh, Iowanex says, thoughts on Gilkey, the hitting coach. I'm excited about it. I love Bernard Gilkey uh, as a hitting coach at the minor league, minor league level for the St. Louis Cardinals. Why not? You know, Bernard Gilkey has been tied with the organization for years now. He did uh, the uh, fantasy camp. He's been at spring training. He's uh, He's been tied with the organization. Bit of a roving instructor here and there from what I understand. I love it. Bring him in. We'll see what happens. It couldn't hurt anything. Quinn says, I remember my grandpa telling me they got rid of Shelby because he didn't follow the Cardinal way. I'm Oh, boy, that's great stuff. B-Rick says, I'm back, baby. What's up, B-Rick? How are you? March Hayden says, and welcome back. Carp has a no trade, right? No way he waves that. So there is some confusion about Matt Carpenter's no trade clause. Uh, uh, remember, his no trade clause was included in the contract that kicks in in 2020. Now, I was told that that meant because he signed the extension and he was technically under extension or under contract following the end of the 2019 season, that the minute the 2019 season ended, that meant the 2020 no-trade clause kicked in. But there are people out there who are saying that it doesn't kick in until it's like spring training of 2020. I don't know. No one seems to have that language. Usually in like that type of, uh, that type of thing, like the dates are specified. But from what I understand, like major league contracts are pretty specific in that like if you sign a contract for the next year, like there's no time where the old, like the old contract expires at the end of the year. So if you've signed this contract, it picks up here, and all of the things that are a part of that contract start from that moment. Uh, Iwanek, I know you aren't a Tampa follower, but you think Randy makes opening day roster. I haven't looked at their, their lineup, but he should, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I love the idea of, of Randy and Hunter Renfro, little Kevin Kiermer. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Uh, any more thoughts on the rise of Skywalker from Chai Town Cardinals? Yeah, I've watched it maybe three or four times now. I like it a lot. I, it's a fun movie. I I don't know. Like, it's not as great as you would hope. It was fine, you know. Uh, Forrest Gump, any good but injured guys out there on the cheap? I don't know. Hey, what's up, Zach? How are you? Uh, what's the deal with Cody Whitley? Uh, why is no one talking about him? No one's talking about him because the Cardinals have a surplus of pitchers on the 40-man that will probably have to fill a bullpen role. You know, Cody isn't on the 40-man, and that changes it. He, is a, he has a chance to be a really, really good middle reliever in the long term. Uh, he can throw 96, 98 miles an hour. He has some kind of a combination of a, a windup between Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos. Uh, throws a slider and a, uh, I think some people call it a cutter, but throws a slider and a curve that are okay. Can mix in a changeup that's somewhat whatever. Um, people aren't talking about him because there is a lot of pitching at the front end that are on the 40 man that will inhibit his ability to make a major league debut unless he's having like a Giovanni Gallegos-esque uh, uh, showing at the minor league season in 2020. Uh, March Hayden says, Arenado, this is the way. I like what you did there, little Mandalorian. Uh, Dardenator says, I hope Reyes doesn't roll. He needs to stay healthy. Yeah, we're really, we're really pulling for Alex Reyes. But 
we're not going to get too crazy about it. John Grickle says, tell me about Rondone, Angel Rondone. I, look, I am bullish on Angel Rondone. Uh, Rondone is about a six foot one, six foot two right-hander with a bit of a funky delivery. Uh, he brings his leg way up uh, out of his out of his windup. Does a great job of hiding the ball. Uh, kind of comes from the same arm slot, a little higher, little higher than Carlos Martinez. He has a wicked curveball, a little slider cutter piece that isn't bad. A fastball that lives 93-95 with with good run, good tail. Uh, I like Angel Rondon a lot. He's a major league pitcher. I don't know if it's in the bullpen or the rotation, but he's a major league arm for sure. Eric Thomas waves. I say, hey, what's up, Eric Thomas? He's also young. He's still only like 21. Crawfee25 says, it's like that the two open spots on the 40 are used to add a left-handed hitting outfielder and a vet catcher. Yeah, to me, the vet catcher is uh, Matt Wieters. There's a spot for Matt Wieters there. I'm still waiting to see about the outfield. I'm still waiting to see about the outfield. March Hayden. Jose Martino is the only person hitting the Nationals. Yeah, you know, it was funny, too, because he wasn't particularly good down the stretch. So to see him, like, uh, uh, come in and just hit those amazing pitchers for the Nationals while no one else could hit was hilarious, and now he's not a member of the team. Uh, Annabelle would have had a new a no-hitter without Jose. Yeah, and you know, that's partially on the Cardinals for not being aggressive early in counts, early in the games. But that should also go to Annabelle Sanchez, who I thought, watching that game, looked really damn good. Uh, sometimes, yeah, look, the, you Look at the Cardinals' 2006 run. Look at that pitching staff. Sometimes those veterans, they key in. They realize it's their last chance, uh, potentially, and they, they fire on all cylinders. Redbird, redneck, Redbird, Redbird Nerd says, Piscotty, Gritchick, Fam, Sierra, Martinez, and Randy traded, and we're still talking about a surplus. Yeah, that's uh, that's what they did, you know. Great point. Uh, Sensei, Nauru says, Sensei Nauru says, what do you believe the Karakis are thinking currently? Are they in denial? No, no. I think the Rockies know that they have to hit a home run if they trade Nolan Arenado. And, uh, you know, he draws fans. He is the face of their franchise. I think they're going through the same thing that they went through with Troy Tulowitzki. You don't trade him, even if your team isn't necessarily going to be good, it, unless you're getting a package that you can't say no to. Uh, John Greco, if O'Neill played 162 games over under 35 home runs, I'll say under, I'll say 30. But I think that that's uh, – the one thing we've talked about Tyler O'Neill is he's going to be streaky like Ozuna a little bit. But that first year as a full-time player, you're talking about like 25, 30 home runs. Now, this is assuming that the Major League Baseball is normal. Now, if we're talking about last year's baseball, 35 home runs, I'll take the over. If the baseball is any kind of normal, then it's going to take him a little while to get into that groove. I think you're talking two or three years down the road, he's hitting above 35 home runs. Uh, but then again, the ball is going to be juiced, so it doesn't matter. Quinn, the Rockies aren't thinking that's the problem. I don't know what we're talking about. Should have never let Lynn walk. Yeah, I, I get that. But again, look at the time. Look at what was happening. Uh, in the Cardinals organization, they had pitching surplus. Now, I will say, Lance Lynn had one year, $12 million. It would have been nice to have had that back. Uh, uh, but, you know, the Cardinals got a draft pick out of it, so it is whatever it is. I would love to have Lance Lynn back, but you have to make smart decisions. Remember, Lance Lynn is a, was a fastball pitcher at the time. You know, he's, he, his slider things come a long way in just the three years since he's, or two years since he's been a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, but it's just a guy who threw fastballs. That seemed like it was going to implode sooner or later, and bravo to Lance Lynn for becoming the pitcher that he is. Uh, Whitewater Attorney says, highest ceiling, Cabrera, Helsley, and Fernandez. For me, it'll always be Ryan Helsley. Like, Ryan Helsley has a chance to be a top-of-the-rotation pitcher if he can stay healthy or be given the opportunity. Uh, those other two guys don't have that. Uh, uh, Fernandez is going to be a dynamic bullpen piece. Helsley's going to be a dynamic bullpen piece. And Cabrera needs to keep working. Uh, Sensei Nehru says, how close is Nolan Gorman to the bigs? Nolan Gorman has a lot of trouble hitting breaking pitches, and especially if those breaking pitches are in the inside half. He is very far away. 
He's going to stick at third. He's going to be an average third baseman, but he has work to do there. He's still raw. Uh, he still swings and misses it too much. Uh, uh, somebody, I heard somebody saying something crazy the other day about, like, the reason that he struggled is because he was trying to add launch angle. I don't know about that. What I'll tell you is that people pitched him low and inside, which is going to change your swing, and he couldn't hit it because he can't hit that pitch. He needs to continue to work, continue to get better. He will. He'll demonstrate it. It's going to take some time, and we're just going to have to wait and see. But he's he's at least two years away, unless he had an amazing offseason and everything clicked, which we've seen uh, with uh, uh, Tyler O'Neill when he was a part of the Mariners organization when he entered double-A. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, Arctic Snowman says, I somehow missed your squinting. Must be the beer. Yeah, I miss squinting too. Uh, uh, Quinn STL Card says, I think Heyman's blocking habits make him pretty annoying personally. I don't even know about the blocking habits. Look, you guys have to understand, I get on Twitter and I scroll really fast. Uh, and if I see some like a name or something that catches my eye, I stop. Other than that, what I do is I tweet something out and I'll look at my notifications because I want to respond to everybody because I want this to be a community and I want people to feel a part of it and I want this community to be owned by them uh, more than it is with me. So everybody gets to respond. And then even in like the DMs, if the DM messages are, are, are plentiful, I won't even read those. I'll just kind of scroll and try to figure it out from there. Sam Smith, how do you feel about a Cardinals Twitter softball tournament? I love it, Sam Smith. Uh, Spencer Ryan says, random question, what happened to that Jose Ortiz guy who wrote for the Post? I believe he's writing for a Spanish language uh, uh, paper down in the, uh, the Texas area, but I don't know for sure. Good life, Sean. Ponce, Gant, Gomber, are they the bulk of the 2020 bullpen? Are back to Memphis as starters? I think it all depends on how uh, uh, the health of the pitching is as we leave spring training. I think right now, uh, Ponce, Gant are probably ticketed. For the bullpen, uh, uh, but if Ponce doesn't go to the bullpen, he'll go. He and Gomber will go down to the AAA as starters. Uh, Tony Forcelito, but maybe Gomber starts goes down as a, a bullpen option, which honestly I'm kind of on board for. Tony Forcelito says, uh, "Just imagine how off the sound would be if he was leaning forward and squinting." So the microphone is right here, and maybe it's in my best interest to lean forward and squint. Let me know if the audio is sounding any better. I've been trying to be uh, cognizant of it. Uh, JJ KZJO says, you've got a problem with Schilt, it seems. I'm here for it. Uh, Matt Thompson says, Lunau banned for life. And there are people who are saying that. Look, I think, I think, uh, Jeff Lunau is going to get hit. I don't have a problem with Mike Schilt. I don't think he's as good of a manager as everyone says he is. And I also don't believe uh, that he's utilized his, his lineup as well as he possibly could, uh, uh, down the stretch. But I still think he's a great manager. I still think that I'd want to play for him. I still think he's a sweetheart. Uh, I still think he creates an atmosphere in the dugout that dugout and clubhouse that players want to play for. I have nothing but admiration and respect for Mike Schilt. He just did some really stupid things. And it goes to show you that baseball being a 162-game season, even the manager of the year, who deserved to be manager of the year, still does stupid, stupid, stupid stuff. Because that's the very nature of baseball, and that's why we love the sport. B Sports 2193, what's up, Brendan? Uh, Brandon? Oh, fuck, I fucked up, Brandon. I'm sorry. Uh, sign Castellanos, and let's add more to the draft pool. I'm about that, too. I'd rather do that than Marcelo Zuna. I agree. Uh, let's see. Scott, you can't join. Fuck off. No, I love you, Scott. Social Matt M says, MLB should allow all draft picks to be traded. This trade show how picks can make deals happen. Yeah, I agree. I think the teams would be a little, uh, a little hesitant. And it's really interesting with this draft, with this draft being as good as it is, it's probably a top five draft in the last 25 years, maybe a top three draft in the last 25 years. I think you'd see a lot of movement, and I think it'd be really interesting. Uh, look, I've always been on board with trading draft picks. I think that's step one. If you want to um, if you want to make the draft a little more interesting, you do that. 
Social Matt says, I bet Tampa really value moving up to 38. Yeah, look, I don't, don't, ask, don't like underestimate moving from 66 to 38. And remember, those spots might still change. At 38 might be set. I don't remember. But 66 could still change. Um, yeah, look, that's, I mean, it's a difference of like, what, a half a million dollars? That's a lot of money for your draft pool, especially with this draft being as wealthy, as like talent wealthy as it is. John Grickle says, I hated moving down in the draft more than losing Randy and Jose. I, I, again, I like looking at it from a front office standpoint, I bet that they felt the same way. And I bet they still love Jose, and I bet they still love Randy. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't just give up the pick. That makes me happy. Sig Nasty says, I don't think the Rays would turn Randy into an all-star because the talent has always been there. Yeah, that's a great point, too. I didn't look at it from that angle. Uh, uh, but, yeah, look, I don't think he's going to be an all-star. He's like – Randy Rosarena is like that guy who for one or two years has the potential to be an all-star if the all-stars are hurt or the all-stars decide not to play. Uh, that's like, that's the type of player he is. You know, he's a two and a half war guy for a season and a half for two seasons, something like that. Uh, VHS says passing on Rendon to give up your top three prospects for a similar contract would be something. Yeah. You know, that, so, uh, I did listen to the best podcast in baseball. It was the first time I've ever listened to Derek Gould's podcast. And what he said, uh, uh, they were talking about Giancarlo Stanton. And he said that the reason the Cardinals went after Giancarlo Stanton was because the, the ownership said, go get Giancarlo Stanton. And the front office wasn't on board with it. So what this would tell me is that Mr. DeWitt loves Nolan Arenado. Mr. DeWitt wants Nolan Arenado. And he, they've been instructed to go get Nolan Arenado. Uh, and that would be something because you're right. It might as well just get Anthony Rendon if you're going to spend that kind of money and not trade the prospects. But I get the impression that that is what would happen. Like, that would be the directive and it'd be coming from ownership. Uh, and that's probably why we have Matt Carpenter too. I want to, so who's the number two outfield prospect now behind Carlson? Uh, you, let me look at my, oh, well, Lane Thomas technically, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to count him uh, as a prospect. Uh, I'm going to look at my list. Oh, uh, Jan Torres. That's easy. Jan Torres, easily the second best outfield prospect in the organization for me, at least. Uh, some people will say um, the super raw Trajan Fletcher. I am not there. Um, uh, it, but, you know, I'll say Jan Torres. Torres still has work to do, but I'll say Jan Torres. I never look at my board. I'm embarrassed by that guy. Sorry. Jay Duda, I heard nobody can use Excel as proficient as Gersh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, look, I love Mike Gersh. I think he's a great dude. I love hearing him talk, and I wish we could hear him talk more. Sam Smitty 9 says, realistically, if Carp and Fowler don't improve, how long does Schilt stick with them? You know, I... Uh, two months would be my guess. Uh, look, I don't think you can last longer than a month, but remember the Cardinals had the exact same record at the, uh, uh, they were 46 and 44 uh, last year uh, at the, uh, at the all-star break. And they were 46 and 44 uh, uh, at the all-star break the year before, whatever it was. I don't remember, but through the first 100 games, what is it? 90 games, the first 90 games, rather the Cardinals were 46 and 44 for two straight years. Uh, and part of the reason was the Cardinals Hit amazing in April, and in May, when everyone was terrible, Mike Schilt didn't adjust the lineup. So I would say it just depends on how things go. Uh, it wasn't until Mike Schilt got aggressive with the lineup and aggressive moving people that the Cardinals did their best. So uh, I will say the longer it takes for him to adjust, the worse the Cardinals are going to be. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully less than a, hopefully a month. Look, if, this is what I'm going to say. If Tyler O'Neill is playing every day and Tommy Edmond is playing nearly every day, then give it at least a month. Uh, uh, then adjust from there. But if it's Harrison Bader, and Harrison Bader is terrible for the first two weeks, look, 
Harrison Bader should get the Colton Wong treatment uh, that Mike Matheny gave Colton, Colton Wong. And the difference is Colton Wong always had the offensive ability, and he just needed, like, the confidence. Harrison Bader's been given all the confidence in the world. If Harrison Bader can't hit for the first two weeks of the season and he's playing every day, we should all be outraged, and we should all be yelling at Mike Shields for that. Uh, same thing with Dexter Fowler. But Fowler and Carp are going to get a bunch of uh, – are going to get at least a month. It's all about with Matt Carpenter maximizing his at-bats and getting the best. The way to get the best is to have him match up against righties. Just that simple. Not a not a like a full on platoon, but as much of a platoon as you can as you can take. Uh, let's see who closes in April. First half, twenty nineteen Gantt would have been fine. I'll say it ends up being Giovanni Gallegos. Uh, B Sports twenty one ninety three says, "I just don't understand this roster, Kyle. I just don't. It, it makes more sense now than it did uh, before they traded uh, 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 Randy Rosarena and J Mark for sure. No, no doubt about that. Uh, but yeah, it's still a really really weird roster." Uh, you know, they got rid of two redundancies, and it's still a roster full of redundancies. Josh says, is the feed stopping and starting for anyone else? I'm sorry about that, guys. Let me know. Uh, Y 25 says, you keep referencing Albert Spring as a needed cop. AP at Vets help. Do Vets still have pull? Well, we know Vets have pull because that's how Jordan Hicks, the patron prospects of prospects after, patron prospect, blah, 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 the patron prospect of prospects after dark, Found his way onto the roster. Remember, he found his way into the shit house uh, because uh, the dog house, rather, because he was showing up late to meetings uh, and was sent back down to minor league camp. And then he had a couple good appearances there at the end, or a good appearance or two at there at the end. Yadier Molina, Matt Carpenter, and Adam Wainwright went into Mike Matheny's office and said, "Hey, this guy's got to come north with us." And it happened. So yes, I still think that it's there because it's still those guys that are the veteran leadership for the St. Louis Cardinals, and we saw it as recently as we did with Jordan Hicks. Quinn, why would the Cardinals want to trade the farm for Renato? Can we call him Nolan Arenado? Jesus Christ, we're not 10 years old. Uh, after not trying for Rendon, I don't get it. I hope that I addressed that a little while ago. Uh, JJKZJO says, Danny Tartable is the best Royal. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I will say that Jorge Soler is the best the best Royal. Uh, John Greco says, Reyes is going to surprise everybody this year. Healthy and will dominate in the pen. Fingers crossed. Look, I will cheers to that, to... A healthy and successful 2020 season from Alex Reyes and all of the pitchers in the Cardinals staff. I can't wait to find out who gets hurt. Uh, Bo uh, Boucher 27 says, why does everyone feel the need to trade Carp in an Arenado trade, take on the cash, left field platoon? Uh, look, I, the last thing I want is to see Matt Carpenter go out to left field. That has all the, like, that's, that's Matt Adams out there. He's as slow as Adams with a worse arm, potentially. I don't know, man. Like, the last thing I would want him is in left field. Uh, and that's what makes it interesting, because you have Goldie, who's going to play every day at first. And I, I think that that's why people do it. It's like, remember, we have an Xbox mentality. We have a PlayStation 4 mentality. We've been playing video games for our entire lives. So we think, all right, if you're going to acquire Arenado, it makes sense to send Carp. He was an all-star two years ago. He got MVP votes two seasons ago. Uh, they'd want him. Never mind that... The fans that are saying this don't want him either. So I think that's why it happens. And I think that they know that Carp has a big contract. And I think they know that they're fed up with Carp. And I think that that's where that all comes from. Uh, Lance Trance says, Solaire would look fantastic in a card uniform. I've always been a big fan of Jorge Solaire. I wanted the Cardinals to sign him. Look, uh, you'll find with me that I just want the Cardinals to sign all of the Cuban players. I want them to sign uh, Yasmani Thomas. I want them to sign Rusny Castillo. Uh, I wanted them to sign uh, 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 everyone. Yon Lopez, like... Uh, all of them. I'm glad they didn't because I'm an idiot. Uh, 
but Solaire was one of them. Solaire, I remember when I first got on the the um the Luis Ro- Robert uh, bandwagon. It was because I thought he'd be better than Jorge Soler, and I was high on Jorge Soler. It's awesome to see Jorge Soler have success in Kansas City. He was always going to be that prospect, and it goes to show you, you know, even breaking at the minor league level. It takes some time to adjust to major leagues. We're going to see this with Luis Robert, uh, just like we saw with Eloy Jimenez for five of the six months of the season last year, just like we saw with Yon Moncada uh, the season before. It takes that type of player, that type of dynamic hitter with that type of profile, a little while to settle into the major leagues. Signasti says, remember Mr. Piscotti? The return is looking worse now that Trock and Munoz look like duds. Again, now I'm giving the Cardinals front office a complete, uh, uh, like, because of the situation with, uh, with Stephen Piscotti and his mom, I didn't. I don't care what the Cardinals got back. You know, Gyro played a somewhat important role for the Cardinals for a couple of years. You know, you never know what you're going to get out of Max Schrock. Still, he had a great second half of the 2019 season. Uh, uh, right now, it looks like a bad trade. But I mean, come on, dude. They sent the guy to to uh, California so we could be as close to his mom as possible. Uh, I, I, I'm not. You're right. The return looks bad. But come on. You know what I mean? Good life. Sean says, uh, "Hell yes." All in on Gilk. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Oh, my God. We're just getting to Bernard Gilkey now. God, I'm way behind people. I'm sorry. Uh, Alex J. Jindrich says, is O'Neal Thomas Edmond the best outfield offensively for the Cardinals? I don't know, man. You know, for me, it's O'Neal Thomas Carlson. But, uh, again, with, with O'Neal, you're really going to have to ride the wave with him. And Thomas is kind of the same way. You know, for two years I've been writing about uh, Lane Thomas as the kind of guy who, like, you can he, – he has physical signs that show you when he is not comfortable out in the outfield uh, and playing. And he's slower. He's not as aggressive to, to the, the alleys when he's playing center. Uh, he's not aggressive at the plate. You won't see him jump on a, a, an 0-1 or an 0-0 pitch, an 0-0 fastball or an 0-1 fastball. Uh, you can see that, and you need to be aware of that. You need to be cognizant of it, cognizant of it and you need to be able to adjust on the fly. Uh, I think day one you're talking about O'Neal Thomas uh, uh, again, it's about left-handed, right-handed. You know, I would like Carlson, Edmund, and Thomas on opening day uh, against the power righty Luis Castillo or Trevor Bauer. Uh, and then against the lefty, I, I want O'Neal in there. Uh, th- that's just how I feel. I don't even know if I'm making sense. B-Sports, could Matt accept the trade to the Rangers possibly? They are still looking for a third baseman. Yeah, I mean, I think he would. I think there's a chance of that. But let me flip it for you, okay? Remember, try to put yourself in Matt Carpenter's situation. Yes, he has a home in Texas. That's the area he's from. That's where his family is. But you've made your own home here in St. Louis for, you know, eight and a half seasons. Uh, it's where you are. You signed a contract. You have roots here. You know, you, you've built your own roots here. Would you be willing to just say, ah, I'm done with that? I don't know that I would, especially on this team where my best friends are, where I become close with Paul Goldschmidt and Adam Wainwright's my best friend. I don't think I would. I wouldn't do it for the Cardinals. But the thing is, like, Matt Carpenter is the – just as close to the greatest guy on earth behind Adam Wainwright. You know, he's selfless. He's He's gone from first. You need me to play second, I'll play second. You need me to first, I'll, I'll play first. You need me to play third, I'll play third. You need me to play left field, he'll go play left field. I, I bet if you told him, look, Matt, we need you to play an inning of catcher, he'd catch. He's done everything the Cardinals have asked of him. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. And I'll be honest, I want what's best for Matt Carpenter. That's all I care about, and I hope for nothing but the best with Matt Carpenter. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, Jose Martinez, and Carlos Martinez. They're my three kings, and two are now gone. Oh, sorry, Jay Duda. Uh, to the three kings of Jay Duda, I raise my glass. We three kings of Orienta, 
bearing gifts we travel so far fear and fountain more and mountain following yonder star oh star of wonder star of night ah, star of royal beauty bright God damn, I'm strong lyrically. I love those 90s teams with Gilkey and Langford Jeffries. Give me Bernard Gilkey. Give me Ron Gant. Uh, give me Brian Jordan. Give me Ray Ray. I want them all. Quinn, the cards are retiring Gilkey's number this year. Yeah, sure. Why not? Retire 16 is what I say. Make uh, uh, Colton Long wear 61. Black Island P says, uh, we seem to have depth at third base in the minors. Who would you trade? It depends on who you're trying to acquire. Look, I would include Nolan Gorman and a deal for Nolan Arenado, without a doubt. Uh, more than likely, Elias Montero doesn't move the needle for that. But like, I trade any of them in the right deal. Marchetton, if Kyle Reese was the GM, what are you willing to give up for Arenado? Look, I, the, I'll be honest with you. If I'm the GM, and remember, one of John Mazalek's jobs, he has two jobs, to field the most competitive team and to make the front office money. If I'm the GM and Mr. DeWitt says, Kyle, look, I can't go above 180. Then what am I willing to give up? I'm willing to give up pretty much anything that gets Colorado to take as much of that contract as possible. If Colorado says, look, we'll take $20 million for the next three years, uh, then I'm probably giving up Zach Thompson. I'm probably giving up uh, Andrew Kisner. I'm probably giving up Henesis Cabrera. I'm probably giving up Johan Oviedo uh, uh, and maybe even Nolan Gorman in that deal. But it just depends. And I'm trying to get more from Colorado in the deal as well. Do you think they land from Jake Bryant J? Do you think we, we being the Cardinals, do you think the Cardinals land Arenado? I do not. Uh, so Jay Dizzy, our good friend Jay Dizzy, welcome back, Jay Dizzy, says anything cards get from Reyes is a plus. I feel like I say this every prospects after dark. The, the safest and sanest thing that we can do as Cardinals fans is to like forget about Alex Reyes. Let whatever happens, happens. If the Cardinals are planning on him, which they're not, the Cardinals are handling this perfectly. This is how we as fans should handle it. If they get a return, if they, and when I say a return, if they get positive production from Alex Reyes, then it's a positive. But don't plan on his production. Don't plan on his, uh, uh, his performance. Uh, and if it comes, it comes. But you don't, like, if he's pitching lights out in spring training, we don't invest into that. Remember, he was pitched pretty okay in spring training last year and was pretty terrible at the major league level. He's had a Full offseason now to prepare for a season. You just hope he's healthy. And remember, he can transform a bullpen. And you hope for it, but you don't think about it. You keep it out of your mind. And if it happens, it happens. JJKZJO says, I saw someone predict the Pirates were going to win division this year. Possible? No. No. The one thing that I know for a fact is that the Pittsburgh Pirates will not win the division. I, you can you can take that to the bank. C. Dudler says, hey, daddy. Look at this microphone. Look at this. Look at this microphone. It says, "It says, don't talk into it up at the top. You got to talk into it like this." Welcome to the resistance microphone. Uh, good luck, Sean. Says that's an interesting take. O'Neill over a full season may be able to replace Ozina's production. I've been very, very vocal about saying that if you look at the projected numbers, it'll tell you that if you take that one month where he was the the protection. For uh, as I give air quotes, the protection for uh, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, it projects uh, pretty well. God damn it, it projects pretty well over the full season. Uh, low power mode. Uh, yeah, that's if you're reading this vote for on, yeah, uh, Cardinals fans, 
Go vote for Perron. All right, so I have to do something really fast. Uh, my battery is running low. Our new microphone setup makes this thing really difficult. So what I have to do is I have to unplug the microphone because uh, uh, my battery on my phone is dying. Uh, uh, and then I've got to plug in the charger, and the charger will prompt something stupid. Oh, God. I can't do this. All right. Uh, hi, fam. Oh, my God. It's really weird. Uh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Diddly D. All right. Uh, don't trust computer. All right. So we're plugging that in. All right. So we're back to business. I'm going to move the microphone out of the way. Uh, we'll figure that out as we go along. So, again, vote for David Fraun. Vote, vote for Clayton Keller and vote for TJ Oshie. Uh, Raymond Heron, Kyle, have you looked into infield OAA statistics? So let me tell you my initial thoughts about the OAA statistics. I like them. I like them a lot. But just like the other defensive statistics, I think that they are very, very, not very flawed. I like them a lot. But remember, with the defensive statistics, if you throw out Byron Buxton or Dakota Hudson, not Dakota Hudson, if you throw out Byron Buxton or Harrison Bader or Tyler O'Neill, because they have a, a, like they're super fast, it gives you extra points. So it could, they, what they do is, just like with a lot of the defensive metrics, uh, with a lot of metrics in general, in my opinion, they overvalue speed. So just keep that in mind. Like some of those numbers might be inflated depending on uh, the speed in your division or just the speed involved in your chances. And that's why they might vary from one to the other. Uh, a guy hits a ball hard at you. You know, uh, uh, Billy Hamilton hits a ball, a smoker right at you. A one, well, he's never going to hit anything 112 off the bat, but he hit something 100 off the bat right to Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter throws him out easy. Uh, that's going to be an OAA play. Uh, that that gives him a ton of like a ton of cred, and he might dive to his left and make a good play on Yadier Molina, which isn't happening because they're on the same team, and it wouldn't have the same effect. So I, I like it. All these units of measurement are important to evaluate talent, to put value on them. But remember that, like in my opinion, they overvalue they overvalue the speed of the the batter, the runner in this in these circumstance. Uh, I farted, Jake Bryan. My bad. Uh, agreed. Agreed up there. If you haven't used your four email accounts to vote for on, go do it. I agree. Uh, Coach Empo, what's up, Coach Empo? How soon till Libertadores in AAA? Uh, I will say that he starts. Let's see. He'll start the year in Palm Beach. I would like for him to stay all year at Palm Beach until the end of the year, which means in 2021, he'll start the year in AA. I'll say he starts 2022 in AAA. Uh, stats, what's up? Uh, stats, STL card says, how long will Schilt manage the Cardinals? Uh, you know, honestly, as long as the front office is in place, um, he will. Uh, he'll manage the Cardinals. I just think, unless they have like a down year. Look, the Cardinals aren't, look, the one thing about Mike Schilt is he's so damn good with the media. He gives such great answers that it's not like a Mike Matheny situation. I have a longstanding belief that Mike Matheny would still be manager of the St. Louis Cardinals if he had the, uh, uh, like, the um, the savvy of Mike Schilt. So I think as long as this front office is in place, Mike Schilt's going to be the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, unless the clubhouse completely turns on him, unless Yadier Molina turns on him, uh, uh, unless they have like a sub-500 season for a couple of years. I did not vote because I don't understand how the voting process works uh, for David Perron. But everyone else should because you're you're smart when it comes to this stuff. Chi-Town Card says, this draft may not have the top-end guys like Mize and Rushman, but man, is a deep look. Uh, Casey Mize is really good. Adley Rushman is a legitimate like one-one pick. Uh, Casey Mize is a very good like one-one, one-two, one-three, one-four, one-five pick. But I gotta tell you, the depth is amazing, and I like the front. I like the top of this draft. Uh, you know, Spencer Torkelson's a really interesting because he's a first baseman, and people hate that. But uh, that there, that is a good draft. 
inbound in 2020. JJKZJO says, if O'Neal could stay healthy, he'd be intriguing and left. Uh, so the thing, a big, if, a big if, though, for sure, if he can stay healthy. One thing, Tyler O'Neill is a better right fielder than he is a center fielder or a left fielder. Uh, for me, the, the defensive alignment I would do for, to optimize is I'd have O'Neal in, in, in right, I'd have Dylan Carlson in left, and I'd have Lane Thomas in center. Or Carlson in center and Lane Thomas in left, but I like Lane Thomas in center. Uh, that's how I'd roll. Uh, let's see, where is Onizuna going? Uh, my guess is that he'll eventually go to the Rangers, uh, but who knows. Alec, hey, Alec Mitchell, what's up? Great info. Kyle didn't know that about Giancarlo. Yeah, look, now that's not my info. You should listen to the best uh, podcast in baseball with, with D. Gould and Ben Fredrickson. It's, I swear to God, it's the only time I've ever listened to that podcast, uh, and they had great information, and you should definitely listen to the most recent one. Hey, Jay Ferguson, 50, says I'm, I'm the second best. Jay Ferg, I give you the salute, my friend. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, I'm giving Jay Ferg the finger. It's his thing. Jay Ferg, thank you so much uh, to your little man. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. Stan Slee says, Stan, CLI says, he gave up in the playoffs. I don't know what that is. Uh, I forgot Jan was an outfielder for the second for a second there. I like that. John Greco, I'd rather have the pick than Ozuna and rather see O'Neal play every day and right. I'm with you there. That's kind of how I feel too. Jay Drake, LWS says, really want to see the Trey Fletcher cut those Ks down this year. That's the big, the, that'll, that's the thing. Trajan Fletcher, the Cardinals' uh, second-round draft pick in 2019. Big outfielder, super raw, needs to cut down on those Ks. Needs to get his mechanics in line. Takes huge cuts, changes what he does with his, his timing mechanism, widens out those hips. Uh, he has super quick hands, super fast bat speed. He has a lot of work to do uh, to get where the Cardinals need him to be. But it was a great, not a great pick. It was a smart pick with a high athletic, high upside outfield player uh, uh, with the second round pick. Good life. Sean says Nightingale insinuated that Arena was traded partially because his live stream of Schilt's postgame. Uh, yeah, again, just have fun with Nightingale. Don't take him seriously. Uh, let's see. John Greco says, I want O'Neal every day. It, it is O. N-E-I-L-L. Every day in left field and want the pick for Ozuna. Yeah, I want him in right. Uh, Carp Fowler Bader will get three plus months to make it work. No way changes are made after only one month. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but it depends on how successful or unsuccessful everything is. Prism, what city will the next expansion team be in? I want it to be in Portland because eventually I'm going to move to Portland, I'm sure. And it'd be awesome to have a Major League Baseball team there. But the fan of me wants it to go to Montreal. I'll say it ends up in Nashville. Uh, quick S, uh, Quinn says, I called him Nato because I had Arenado typed out earlier but ran out of characters. You're fine, Quinn. I'm just screwing around. I, you're perfectly fine, bud. Look, uh, so I'm glad that I get a second to talk about this. Look, I'm a construction worker, and all we do is give each other shit all day. We're not foul and vulgar the way that people think we are. You know, we don't hoot and holler at women. That's not something we do. We're not, it's not fucking a 1980 fucking movie. We don't, we don't act like fucking immature brats. You know, we're not over masculine or whatever we're not you know we're not that but we do give each other shit all day so when i say something like that like it doesn't it's not fair for me to say this but it doesn't mean the same thing to me when i say like how old are you are you 10 like it just is like a throwaway comment that i say when uh uh the 59 year old on my crew misses a crack when we're crack ceiling or misses an edge when we're edging like i don't mean it like that you're fine bud uh, go 49ers. Sure, I'm all about it. Fuck the Rams. That's all I care. Jay Ferg says, I still have a PS3. I have a PS3, too. Uh, the controller doesn't work, uh, but I've got a PS4, too. 
J-E-R-J-D-E-G says, will John Gann recover from his last season burnout? So I think all the smart people, uh, now when I say smart, not me, uh, but I, I remember people saying that he had like one good month and his peripherals said that it was kind of an aberration. Uh, aberration? Uh, we'll see. I hope so. I like John Gant, and I'm hoping for the best. Uh, JJKZJO says, I like your glasses. Maybe there is hope for Jameis yet. Yeah, let's go Tampa Bay, right? Uh, Quinn says, Carpenter wasn't an all-star. He finished last in the final vote. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, look, I was wrong. I thought he was an all-star. I meant to say that he got MVP votes. Perron won't, though, vote for him. Yeah, I agree with you. John Greco, hopefully Shield doesn't overwork Gant this year. Please learn from your mistakes. Yeah, I agree. That's another great point, uh, uh, John. Good point. Quinn, Soler, Jorge Soler, has the second highest postseason OPS in MLB history behind Colby Rasmus. See, when you put it like that, it actually killed my hole. My, my hole? Pawn my holes, boy. God. All right, so I'm going to take a drink of water. I clearly need a drink of water. To force sobriety. Uh, young U Wop says, what's your opinion on the White Sox offseason? I love it. Look, any team that hasn't been good for a little while, that goes out of their way to make their team as good as possible uh, through trades and through free agent signings, I'm happy with. I still think that their first base defensive options are bullshit. Uh, I would have liked for them to have just moved Jose Abreu to first base uh, and then got like a Mitch Moreland or even Ryan Zimmerman, if you can pull Ryan Zimmerman uh, uh, away. From, uh, oh boy, um, you could pull Ryan Zimmerman away from the Nationals. I would have liked something like that, uh, but I like what they did. You can't be upset. I still think that they could use a pitcher or two, and hopefully they continue to, to build and grow. Uh, Red October Rant says, sorry I'm late. What's going on, people? You've missed a great Prospects After Dark. The people have been making this as entertaining as possible. They bring the great questions the great comments. Uh, just another example of Prospects After Dark is, uh, uh, tonight's prospect after dark is of how amazing this community is. Champs Cup says, what kind of shampoo do you use on your beard? Uh, I actually use soap on my beard, and I use that cheap stuff that you get at Aldi's. And I gotta tell you, man, I also trimmed my beard up. It was getting kind of weird. Uh, Jay Drake, can we cheer to Carp? I want him to retire a Cardinal. So did Bill DeWitt. Look, uh, whatever you feel about Matt Carpenter for a couple months in 2018 and his entire 2019 season, Matt Carpenter is going to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer. Uh, I raised my glass to Matt Carpenter for years of being a, 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 a great player for the St. Louis Cardinals, a full team player uh, uh, for doing whatever they've asked him to do. Uh, I raised my glass to Matt Carpenter and I pray for a bounce back. Can't be mad about Matt Carpenter. Carpenter will be retired for 10 years before Yahi is willing to let anyone else catch an inning. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, so Matt Carpenter's contract will end in a year and a half or two years or whatever, and Yadier Molina will still be catching uh, for another 10 after that. Uh, look, I have a theory, a joking theory, of course, that Yadier Molina is, is going to play until his son can take over for him. Uh, that's right here is why we have Pat. I agree. Uh, what is happening? Seems like I joined at the right time. We three. Uh, I forgot I did that. Chi-Town Cards. Uh, don't forget the Carp took himself out of the playoff game to help the team. He does it. Look, Carp's entire career is littered with team-first things. We get upset because he strikes out a lot, and he gets pissed off when he's called out on strikes on balls. Uh, but he's an ultimate Cardinal. He really is. Stats. I want a whole pad of Kyle just singing. Uh, that filled my life. That's hilarious. Uh, Sap Quibo says, what do you think about Julio Rodriguez? I like Julio Rodriguez a lot. Look, uh, I think right now you're talking about 
a guy who at the very least makes a major league appearance. I've been really impressed with uh, uh, the, the, like the swing changes of Julio Rodriguez. Uh, you know, he, he's gotten a little bit more compact. He's done a great job of keeping his hips close as he goes through the zone. You know, uh, for me, uh, you're talking about a guy who has a major league future for sure, probably in a, in a very, very limited role, maybe something similar to Tony Cruz. What's really impressed me about Julio Rodriguez, uh, the 21-year-old prospect who will start the year at Springfield catching prospect, is his ability to call a game uh, and to catch. He's really good at everything. Uh, he's not super flashy. He has a, a strong arm. Uh, he just does everything so well. Like, he's really well-rounded. You know, he's like, he's a, I would say a kick below Carson Kelly defensively. He's a very, very good prospect. Uh, as I look at my list, my preliminary list, he's going to be a top 15 prospect in the organization. Uh, 16, 17, 18-ish prospect in the organization. Uh, I like him a lot. And he definitely has a, a future of a major league appearance, at the very least. Jay Dizzy says, Archer trade looking pretty awful. God, let's not, I don't even want to go there. Jason the Mike. Yeah, we named the mic, uh, the blue mic that we have since disconnected, uh, Jason, in honor of the godfather of Prospects After Dark, Jason Hicks. Uh, let's see. VHS says, this is a different what is happening from when you were singing. I don't know what's going on ever. Crawfee25 says, you got a name for that mic? And we call it, oh, God. Uh, BRIG4 says, is it possible to love Yachty Wayno Carp crew while still being ready for them to move on? I think I de- look. I think that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm also the prospect guy who sits there and watches too many minor league games and wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and instead of doing physical therapy exercises that are essential to his well-being because he had back surgery when he was 24, decides to just drive to work and watch minor league baseball games at 5:30 in the morning. Uh, uh, so yes, I think I think it's fair to be that. Look. It's fair to be any – look, fan however you want to fan. That's my own personal opinion. Look, if you want to be down on Yadier Molina, if you want to be down on Matt Carpenter, if you want to be down on Adam Wainwright, go ahead. Fan however you want to fan. Uh, it's funny to me to hear people, while baseball is trying to, like, continue to bring an audience in, demean people for however they fan. I don't care if you've been a fan for 100 years. I don't care if you've been a fan for five days. Just enjoy baseball because it's a magical thing that has made my life as rich as anything on earth. I stayed up till 1 o'clock in the morning thinking about baseball last night while I had a beautiful young lady in bed with me uh, who I do not deserve to have in bed with me. So, like, let's not demean people for what they like and how they like it. Uh, let's, let's roll with it and let's talk about it and let's express it. Let's find some way to communicate and express it so that it's proper. And B. Rick, I tip my cap to you. I raise my glass to you because you, you did a very good job of articulating what you're saying. It is possible to love Yadi, Wayno, and Carp uh, while still being ready for them to move on, to accept a diminished role in the late stages of their career. But also hope, because at the same time, you're hoping that you get the most out of them. So to you. Crawfee says, yeah, but leave Wayno and Yadi one more year. My wife loves your beard, just saying. Helm Sammy. Well, I say we hook up... Uh, I've got nothing. I'm just going to get in trouble later. Fuck me. B. Rick says, definitely one more year. I agree. Uh, Black Island P. says, I would move Matt Carpenter to second and Colton Wong to left and then get Aaron out tomorrow. I don't even understand the logistics of it. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun, though. Uh, what is more likely a 25 plus 25 plus starts from Carlos or 500 at bats from O'Neal? Uh, you know, I will say, oh, God. Uh, I will say, 25 is a lot of starts. 
I'll say 500. Well, can I say 500 plate appearances from O'Neal? I'll say 500 plate appearances from O'Neal. Hey, Tony. Oh, boy. Here comes the hiccups. Tony Vogt says, Herrera and Libertor going to be paired up together. Might be future Cardinals together. Yeah, look, uh, the Cardinals have a lot of really good young prospects. I've been kind of down on the Cardinals system. But, you know, they are a 10 to 15 system. And if some of these young kids, some of these teenagers, 20, 21-year-olds, continue on their developmental path, you're talking about, like, some, like, the Cardinals could have a top five farm system if that all happens. Now, will it happen? Probably not. Probably by this time next year, we're talking about a top ten farm system. Uh, but they have some really interesting and exciting people. And Herrera and Libertor and Griffin Roberts, uh, all, like, not just those guys, but they're all going to be kind of playing together, and it's going to be fun to watch them. Uh, I want Libertor and I want Gorman to be at Palm Beach together to start the year to kind of move together. I think that that'd be awesome, but I'm also getting sentimental. Daddy Patty. Hey, what's up, Daddy Patty? Who's an underrated prospect that can make the majors in the next two years? Uh, Cody Whitley, I think, is underrated. No one really talks about him. You know, John Nagowski's interesting. I, I don't know if you can consider him a prospect. I think Evan Krachinski, I think you could see him in the major leagues. Um, Johan Oviedo, who's starting to get a little bit of play like he deserves. Julio Rodriguez, we talked about him a second ago. You know, uh, Luke and Baker, who I think is going to have a big year in the Texas League. Uh, he just blocked unless the DH is introduced into the NL. Uh, always look at pitching. You know, pitching is the quickest route to the major leagues. Uh, Angel Rondon. Uh, uh, but he's not really – none of these guys are really underrated. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, the thing is the Cardinals are just so top-heavy right now, it's hard to find, like, an underrated prospect who could make that, like, next – Next leap. You know, maybe someone like Seth Elledge takes the next step in his development. Brian Dobzanski, something like that. I think all of those pitcher types could end up making a major league impact in the next couple of years. Quinn says, Matheny thought every reporter was going to take his family hostage. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Uh, T. Barron, 19, says, do you think Justin Williams gets a chance this year? I am on board. Look, I I've been very vocal about saying that I think the Cardinals' optimal outfield is Lane Thomas, Dylan Carlson, and Tyler O'Neill. But I've done a poor job of, of uh, articulating that what I mean by all of this is the Cardinals should go to spring training with their cluster of outfielders still, even with the loss of Randy Rosarena and Jose Martinez, saying, you know what, the best three get to play right out of the shoe. And if that's Justin Williams, it's Justin Williams. You know, I'm about it. I don't care. Will he get a chance to play? I think I still think there's a better chance that Dylan Carlson gets added to the 40-man and plays before Justin Williams does. But don't put it past the Cardinals to use their 40-man options first. Happy New Year to you too, brother. There we go. I like it. Uh, Justin Williams should have got a chance last year. This It's stupid he didn't. Yeah, remember, Justin Williams only had, like, a good month and a half. Like, he came back, like, June 24th or something like that. The minor league season ends at the end of August, the beginning of September. He had a good month and a half. He, you know, he was hurt. Lost a lot of time. I get that he was on the 40-man. You should bring him. But the Cardinals didn't use their outfield options in September last year anyways. They hardly used Tyler O'Neill. They hardly used Randy Rosarena. And honestly, like, just because Justin Williams can hit left-handed, he shouldn't have been up here. I would have liked for him to be up because he would have made some money. Uh, but he didn't make the money, and he wouldn't have got the chances, so it really didn't matter. Uh, Giff says, anyone who thinks the reason Randy was traded for that video is a joke. I agree. Quinn, uh, they wanted to punish him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, so real fast. Quinn says, uh, they wanted to punish J uh, Justin Williams for punching the TV. It's what Gould kind of implied. Look, they didn't want to punish him. He, 
look at the season. He did a lot to get himself in a good position. I write about it all the time. Like, every time I've written about Justin Williams, I say the same thing. And again, I implore you to please listen to me. I'm giving you information that people will give you in a year. Oh, God. I'm, but anyways, like, I'm sure that that played a small part in it with Justin Williams. You know, hey, look, you, you sacrificed the beginning of your year by succumbing to your emotions. Put you behind. But remember, he got hurt a month into this. Like, he came back and got hurt right away. Missed a bunch of time. And then, you know, came back and was really good for a month and a half or so. Uh, he Look, he was good down the stretch, but he earned as much of a shot as Max Schrock earned, in my opinion. Schilt, is Ravelo going to Korea? Schilt face says, is Ravelo going to Korea? Uh, uh, he is not. Uh, he's going to be on the Cardinals roster more than likely, probably one of the 26 men. Alex uh, Jindrich says, does Justin Williams or Ramon Arias make an impact on the cards at all? Again, uh, I think... I think there's a better shot that Ramon Urias, Ramon Urias does. Uh, I would like for Urias and uh, uh, Jairo Munoz and Edmundo Sosa all to come to spring training with a chance to make the major league roster. Uh, I think there's a less of a chance that Justin Williams does because there are a lot of 40 man outfielders and he's one of them. But I just think if you're going to go to a left-handed option, uh, uh, you, you end up going to Dylan Carlson. And I don't know if Justin Williams, like if Justin Williams gets called up, he's going to get called up like, Lane Thomas did last year where he has 38 at-bats in 53 games. Uh, and we're not going to know anything. And you can't really make a major league impact in 38 at-bats in 58 games or whatever it is. Uh, let's see. The Randy episode. Kyle, you need an Arby's uh, Gyro. Gyro, Gyro, Gyro. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 sit here. Watch your favorite prospects go to other teams. Hate your life. Embrace the void. Eat Arby's. Is there any way we can get Fowler to live stream Schilt? No, no, none of that. I like what your head's at, though. A good, good life, Sean. I remember the year after Pools when Marp outproduced him. Yeah, that look, 7.3 like war that year. Hey, J. David Reed. Hey, J. David, what's up, buddy? Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. To all the people who are late, pro uh, uh, to all of the people who are late entering Prospects After Dark, I raised my glass of bourbon. Uh, we've had a great hour and 45 minutes uh, of Prospects After Dark. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. Uh, keep it going. I'm here until I run out of questions, fam. Uh, Seven Brent says, what up with the Sharpie? I, uh, I didn't even realize it was Sharpie brand highlighter. Look, I uh, I have nervous ticks out the ass, and this is one of them. The, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing things. Uh, what you need to know about the Sharpie is that I'm an asshole. Quinn, most of the time when Carp is mad about the strike zone, he's right. Yeah, what do they say? Like, it's like 70% of the time at one point. Crawfee25 says, Carp, Carp's team first mentality that you talk about definitely goes back to the culture of TCU. I would go, to, I, like, I would tell you that it goes further back than that. Remember, his dad was an illustrious uh, uh, high school coach. It goes back further than his time at TCU. I don't doubt that the type of person he is is part of the, like what appealed to him uh, about TCU and what like put him on TCU's radar. But it's it look. This is a kid from a baseball family. Uh, th this comes from his dad, and we've seen it with Dylan Carlson and his his father Jeff Carlson, who like baseball coaches that are elite, like Mr. Carpenter was and Mr. Carlson is. Uh, they raise a different type of player, a different... Uh, and you don't need to look any further than, like, Nick Madrigal for that. Uh, 
it's just something different. But you're right. It definitely continued from uh, his raising as a kid through his time at TCU. JJKZJO says, do you always go 100 miles per hour or is it just for pad? Looks exhausting. It's just for pad usually. Uh, if you go to Birds on the Black, you'll notice like we have uh, uh, the Dirty 35, but we also have our position prospect rankings, and I do podcasts for those. Look at the Birds on the Black on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify. Uh, uh, and I am a little bit more toned down, and I just keep going. But Pat is about addressing everyone, uh, creating a frantic type, type of environment, drinking a little bit, and having as much fun as possible. What I love about Pad is that it's your show. It's the Pad Community Show. And when I'm going as fast as I go, it makes it full stream of consciousness. I don't have time to research anything. I don't have any time to talk. It is me raw. It is my information raw. And it's not manufactured or engineered. It is fully me for you as you are fully you for me. Tony Vogt says, chances Oviedo makes big leagues big strides this year. Seems to have major upside barring control issues. Yeah, the control issues are really what what uh, what will, I guess, hinder Johan Oviedo, the big righty, the 21-year-old righty from Cuba. He made good strides last year. He just really fatigued out at the end of the year. There was a time when he was the best pitcher in Springfield's rotation, and that's coming from somebody who loves Angel Rondon. Uh, he got himself in better position, uh, better shape rather, got his arm in better shape. He just needs to continue on that path. I, I think he takes big strides. I think he's at Memphis by the end of the year, and I think we're talking about him making a major league impact in 2021. Good Life Sean says, why not sign Bartolo Colon? I don't know. To Bartolo Colon, I've raised my glass of water because I need water, and I'd be willing to wager every cent that I have that right now, wherever Bartolo Colon is, he probably needs some water. Oh, Swamp Ass 2 says, White Sox are on fire. Yeah, we love the offseason that the White Sox have had. We really appreciate and love any team that has been aggressive signing or trading for players in the last couple years. And the White Sox, while we are going to condemn them uh, for selling off important parts uh, and rebuilding and not trying to win for two years, uh, we're, we're also going to be very happy that they are trying to win now. I've made a bunch of trades and have been part of the reason why this offseason has been so fun and exciting. Uh, let's see. Cheers to you, Kyle, from B-Rick. Don't cheers to me. I'm an asshole. Uh, Smith, A.G. Conrad. What's up, Kyle Conrad? I uh, love your attitude. This show and the entire Pad family. Yeah. Uh, to all of my Pad family, I raise my glass. Uh, whether you're uh, the father of a player or a player in here or a media member or just like the rest of us, just fans who want to talk Cardinals baseball and have fun, have a couple drinks in a lighthearted manner, Talk about Cardinals players and prospects. Uh, talk about wheels of cheese and microphones and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, to all the pad members that are a part of the resistance and hunt happily on a weekly basis, I raise my glass. No one feels as privileged to be a part of this family as I do. Uh, Good Life Sean says, Kyle is Disney drunk with these hiccups. Luckily, the hiccups went away. Uh, and I'm not even drunk yet. I barely went through an entire glass. We're like two hours into this thing. And I've hardly gone through a glass. We've been firing. I love this. You guys have been awesome. I'm cheering to you. Uh, JJKZO, KZJO says, do you pity people who don't love baseball or envy them? Uh, you know, my thing is I try to be the balance in the force. So I both, uh, I both love and envy them. Uh, look, I, I like that. I like, I envy the fact that they don't dedicate every single moment of free time. They aren't obsessed with every single moment of their free time. Like I am. But I also pity them 
because baseball is this magical thing that's more than just you know a lot of downtime and slow pace. Uh, it's something better than that. It's a constant chess match. You know, it's a uh, it's strategy. It's you know the beauty the beauty about baseball is that you have time to second guess everything, and instead of being like down on it, we should be happy about it. Now uh, I can't imagine what that's like for a coach and in, in a day and age when you can reach out to everyone immediately. Uh, how tough that is, and how you can tweet at people. I can't imagine how tough that is. But everything will evolve. Don't lose your fandom because so-and-so won't spend X amount of money or so-and-so is spending too much money or there's only three outcomes, which is a fallacy or people are striking out too much. Or there's too much home runs or there's launching or blah, blah, blah. Like baseball is still baseball. You still have people hitting 300. You still have guys getting on base. You still have home runs. Uh, let's not, let's not overthink it. Let's not be dramatic. Like we don't need to be dramatic about our fandom. Baseball is dramatic enough. Uh, good life. Good luck, Sean. What's up, Sean? Uh, let's go off the board. Guerrero Jr., Tatis Jr., or Jimenez, who you rank their, how you rank their impact. Look, I'm, I've always said that Eloy is the best of the group. I'll say Eloy and then Vladdy Jr. and then Tatis Jr. I know it's a little off the beaten path, but that's what I'm going to say. Juicy Homie says, whatever happened to Delvin Perez? Delvin Perez is still in the Cardinals organization. He took great strides in 2020 or 2019 as compared to his other seasons. By the end of the year, he was hitting a couple extra base hits. But the issue with, with Delvin Perez is as he became a better base stealer, a better base runner, and a better fielder, the, tw- the recently turned 21, he turned 21 in December, 21-year-old, uh, needs to continue to put on weight. He is, he is small, and he's not going to be able to do any impact as he continues to move up the ladder. Uh, but he, look, you'll look at his error numbers, you'll look at his fielding percentage, and you'll say, man, that guy took a step back. Don't buy into it. I watched a lot of it. I saw a lot of those errors. And I was really, really impressed with the defense he had and the, his ability to run the bases and his ability to steal bases as compared to what I saw out of previous years. I am, I'm not going to say I'm bullish on Delvin Perez, but I'm not giving up on him just yet. Remember, he's still a year – he's still about where Oscar Mercado was when Oscar Mercado finally became a, like a legit prospect too. He just needs to put on more weight or else he's never going to be able to hit the ball uh, uh, with, with any type of drive. Crawfee 25 says, what do you want to happen to the Astros for sign stealing? Look, I want them to get double what the Cardinals got for Chris Correa. And what they are doing is at least double as bad as what Chris Correa did. Although what Chris Correa did was a federal offense, so maybe I should back that off. I will say that while we're all distracted by the Astros, I think the Red Sox should get hit harder than the Astros. Because the Red Sox swore up and down. Remember, that like that was a whole thing. Red Sox won the World Series. They were, they were warned about using uh, a technology to steal signs, and they still did it after they were warned. To me, that is, worth a, that is worth a worse punishment than the Astros is. But both teams should be hit hard. You know, here's what I'm going to say. If I, am, if I am Rob Manfred, if I am the commissioner of baseball, I want to send a message. What I'm doing is, first off, A.J. Hinch, probably giving him a lifetime ban. I'm probably maxing out what I can find uh, of the Astros organization, and I'm taking first-round picks for 10 years. That's what I'm doing. 10 years. You can't have a first-round pick for 10 years. You decided that winning a world championship was was worth more than the integrity of the game. Well, then you don't need first-round draft picks. And uh, anytime they signed a free agent, I would hit them hard in their draft pool. That's what I would do. And that's still kind of fair. Look, you're not going to take away championships. That's pointless. Uh, I wouldn't suspend, I, maybe I'll suspend players too, but without, you know, they're doing the investigation, so I'm not going to speculate on what players I would. 
suspend. Jay Ferg says, what's the first thing you're going to eat at Bush this year? Uh, a margarita? Does that count? I don't know. That's a good question. I'll probably find some nasty-ass nachos. Uh, it depends. My brother Scott. Oh, no. You know what? On opening day, my brother Scott, who is an amazing mensch, uh, uh, is, he bought uh, green seat tickets. So it'll probably, hopefully, be Prime River, something like that. Uh, whatever's on the bar uh, down there. Uh, look, I'm lucky, man. My brothers are awesome. They're, they have money, and they're, they're well-to-do for themselves, and they're achievers, and I'm an underachiever. I have nothing to offer anyone in any capacity. My brothers take care of me. Uh, they're like my surrogate parents, my three older brothers, Jim, Scott, and Mike. And uh, I am just so fortunate that I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm a shitty human being. I don't, I don't deserve anything. I don't, I've never earned anything. I'm, I'm kind of an asshole, and uh, I'm just lucky. So it'll be whatever is on the bar and the goddamn green seats, and holy cow, my life. Stats says, got an early morning off to bed. Cheers. To you, Brad. Uh, stats, cards, I raise my glass. <laughs> Liberator Luke says, how do you feel about Matthew? I love Matthew. I'm really excited. Uh, again, 20 years old, just like with most 20-year-olds at the minor league level, they have things to work on. Uh, but look, the Cardinals did very well in acquiring Matthew Libertor. I love that he's going to get to play with Nolan Gorman. I'm so excited about that, those two those two friends. Uh, I Look, I love his fastball. I think it's a – I wouldn't call it a plus pitch. I know a lot of people are saying it's a plus pitch. I would say by the end of the year he had fatigued out a little bit. It wasn't a plus pitch. But I will say his slider is better than he's giving credit for. And I love what he can do with both his slider and his curve. Uh, I love the poise he shows on the mound. And I am so happy as a guy who gets to write about Cardinals prospects that he is a member of the Cardinals organization. Can I wear the Lankford jersey sometimes? No, no. Jay Ferg, I'm sorry to do it to you, bud. But I can't even wear the Lankford jersey. Uh, I wore it to his Hall of Fame induction. And that was the last time. For now, it's, it's race to the rafters, Jay Ferg. Uh, Truett uh, Ridley, Ridgefield says, Cardinals still won those trades with the Red Sox. Allen was garbage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not one to say they won or lost. I think a trade is a trade in the moment you evaluate it there. But, boy, that was bad. Uh, Sammy Smith says, if we trade for Nolan, it's got, it's a, I'll get a Cardinals tattoo. Sam Smith, I think you owe me a pad tattoo. I could be wrong about that. Juicy Homie says, uh, let's see. Uh, look, when people respond to each other, I usually don't uh, talk about it. Uh, John Greco says, is Carp really getting a red jacket? Yeah, look, Carp's getting a red jacket. Look at his body of work. Ignore what the last year and a half has been. Matt Carpenter is going to get a red jacket. Uh, he's a great Cardinal. Holy Shield says, how's Mandingo Montero doing? I don't know. I've been told he's healthy. I've been told he's ready to have a bust him back out uh, 2020 season, and we can only hope for it. Lucas, hey, what's up, Lucas K? 2024 says, two chicks at once. Makes Bartolo thirsty. Stay hydrated, Bartolo. <laughs> to you, Lucas, man. To you. We talked about Dylan Perez. How much will car... Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, we lost the goddamn comments. We lost the comments. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, we lost the comments. Uh, how does this even happen? Uh, oh, good. Totally understand. All right, cool. We're back to the comments. Uh, Kyle, I am not hydrating. That's funny. Oh, uh, uh, how much will cards regret... Folding on uh, Luis Robert, I think it all depends on how Luis Robert does. If I have my guess, look, I've always been bullish. I always thought Luis, Luis Robert would be an all-star. I always thought he would have a chance to get M MVP votes. Uh, but it couldn't. It might not happen. They'll regret it for sure. But remember, the White Sox gave him a lot of money, and the Cardinals are stingy when it comes to that kind of stuff, so it makes sense. Uh, I think they'll regret it because, you know, a 2021 outfield of Dylan Carlson and Luis Robert could be transcending. 
John Greco, brightest future, cards or blues? You know, the one thing the blues have done that worries me is they've tied a bunch of money into contracts. Uh, uh, you know, like they've got a lot of money tied into contracts. So I'm going to say the Cardinals, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, TK Rendleman, T. Krendelman says cheers to you, T. Krendelman, cheers. VHS says, I'm not hydrating, and it's making me laugh again. John Greco says, Fernandez Reyes, Helsley could be a great 7th, 8th, ninth. Yeah, look, uh, uh, Junior Fernandez, Ryan Helsley, Daniel Ponce de Leon, Andrew Miller, uh, Genesis Cabrera, Tyler Webb, if he's like he was in, 20, in 2019. Uh, uh, Kim, they could all, like, the Cardinals have a lot of pitching. I don't know what it's going to look like, but the Cardinals have a lot of pitching for both the rotation and the bullpen, and we're lucky that they have it. Uh, Forcelito, our good friend, says, don't worry, Kyle. We all kept going to keep this show together. I love it. Uh, I love it. To you, the pad people, again, not only do I clap, but I, I, I raise my glass. We're almost out of bourbon again. I put a little upsing in there. Oh, boy, I poured too much in that glass right there. That's not going to go over well. Oh, boy. Uh, T. Krennerman says, I am here to talk about David Freeze and my heartbreak after retirement. Look, we're happy that David Freeze had a great major league career. He provided us with the most excitement we could ever have in probably our lifetimes in 2011. And that he's going to get that huge Major League pension for being a 10-year Major League veteran uh, when it's all said and done. So to David Freeze, I raise my glass. It's like $162,000 when he turned 60. John Greco, if you're getting your sign stolen, change your method. And they did. Like, we saw the video of that. Uh, 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 I'm gonna, we saw that. They tried, but it didn't, like, they would just adjust. And they would adjust. And they would adjust. But the problem... I don't have a problem with the sign stealing. I don't think anyone has a problem with sign stealing. I think we all have a problem with technology being involved in the sign stealing. Good life, Sean. Hot take, Flaherty flirting with three no-hitters in a season is greater than any starting pitching who gets one. Ooh, ah, man, I don't have a feeling about that, but I like where your head is at. JJKZJO says, must be something in the water in Boston. Oops. Uh, hey, freaking cards, what's up, bud? Cheers to Jim, Scott, and Mike. Yeah, so one more time to my brothers, uh, James... Francis, Scott, Anthony, and Michael, uh, I don't know what Mike, Mike, Michael, 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 what is your fucking middle name? Michael, Michael John, my mom, fuck. Uh, and to my, my father, James Charles, and to my mom, Denise Marie, uh, I raise my glass to the Reese family, uh, as loose as we are tight, and take that however you want. Uh... Hello, Victoria. Hello, Cards Gifts. Hello, Sam Smitty. Hello, Jay Ferg. Uh, awesome. Thank you. He's actually my brother. Oh, hey. Hey, welcome. Uh, how about this? I want to raise my glass to Luke Libertor. And by the way, uh, Luke Libertor, my, my Twitter handle is at K-Y-L-E-R-416. Please tell me how to pronounce your last name. Is it Libertor? Is it Libertori? I, like, I'll leave you alone. I promise I won't get into your DMs. I just want to know how to pronounce your, middle, your last name so that I do it right. But anyways, to the Libertor family, to Luke, uh, Luke, you're a pad person now. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be that guy, but you're a pad person now. Uh, you're a member of Cardinal Nation to the entire family, uh, to the Carlson family, to the Hicks family. I raise my glass. Uh, welcome to Cardinals Nation. It's a rabid and fun fan, fan base, and we are so pleased to have you as a part of it. Edmonds, Kisners, everyone, all you guys. Kyle, sorry, I'm like, hey, freaking cards, you're the best, man. You can come whenever you want. F F uh, fuck, Mary kill, Matt Stromer. From Nolan Gorman, Nolan Arenado, or Christopher Nolan? 
I think I'd marry Christopher Nolan because I think you'd keep it interesting. You've seen all of those movies. And I think I'd have to... Look, you go young. If, if you're going to F, you go young. You go Nolan Gorman. So I'm sorry, Nolan Arenado. I didn't want it to turn out this way. Uh, Sam Smitty says, if we trade for Nolan, I'll get a cards and pads tattoo. Kyle, just for you. Uh, Nicole on the Rock says, hey. Hey, Nicole, what's up? Uh, we need to talk about David Freeze. We love David Freeze. Hello, Nicole. Uh, this is going to get, I'm going to get in trouble for this, too. Tony Vote says, I seem like wasting potential to use Helsley in the pen. Look, I love Ryan Helsley in the rotation, but the good thing about Ryan Helsley is he's going to be a dynamic part of the St. Louis Cardinals, whether he's in the pen or the rotation, and we're happy about that. Uh, let's see. We're in Kyle After Dark, and it was never announced. Sports betters, check out Dime Time Sports. Uh, Dime Time Sports says, sports betters, check out Dime Time Sports. Sports betters, go ahead, check it out. Look, if you want to sponsor me, slide into my DMs. At KYLER416, we have a an audience base that's like five, 6,000 at least. Uh, I'm not afraid. Uh, look, we are at the end of Prospects After Dark. So, as always, I raise my glass to the pad people. This was a delight on a Friday night. I'm going to have a bullshit weekend because of the weather. Uh, to the Libertor family, to the Carlson family, the Hicks family, the Kisner family, the Gill family, the Yepes family, the Hearst family, to all of the families who have connections to Prospects After Dark, including the, the Liberator family. Uh, the N is pronounced as Tor. Liberator. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much, Luke. I appreciate that. Uh, to all of the Prospects After Dark family, the media members who watch and listen, the players who watch and listen, the family members who watch and listen, I raise my glass. You are part of the resistance, whether you want to be or not, but I'm privileged that you are, uh, as much as I am privileged that the average Cardinal fan is, uh, as we celebrate Cardinals Nation. Cardinals Nation, to the Pat people, I raise my glass. Which brings me to my amazing birds on the black family. Ben Saruti does those amazing player projections. Uh, uh, the lovely and talented Zach Gifford is writing, and he's blowing our minds nonstop between Marcelo Zuna and Nolan Arenado, although I got cock block out of my beautiful picture. I'm joking. It was terrible. Uh, 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 and then Tara Wellman, who is amazing, with uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Alex Crisofoli, to our good friend Estio Cup of Joe, who I'm, I, his, he will always be a member of this family. Cards Cards, who has Cards Annals coming out on Monday. Uh, Dennis, who is doing amazing stuff. Rachel Wren and Josh at Home, who do work for us every once in a while, too. Adam and Grack with his Law & Order stuff, which is amazing. Uh, 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 I'm just incredibly lucky to be a part of this group, which is not to exclude uh, Stu Stiles, who does the game recaps in season, and Chill, who does work for him. Uh, and, of course, my brother-in-arms, uh, uh, Cardinals Gifts, who gave me the amazing mic and just an outlet to get rid of whatever type of pent-up energy I had. Uh, I am uh, 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 ever, forever, ever grateful. JN Pierce 17 says, I missed it. Fuck. Yeah, you didn't miss it. Go to Birds on the Black. Uh, we'll, we'll stream it there. Go to uh, iTunes. Go to Spotify. Go to uh, SoundCloud. We'll get it for you. I, I raise my glass. Look, to my Birds on the Black family, I am forever in your debt. Uh, remember, we're going to, if you want to buy our stuff, look, we have an amazing store. With pad merchandise and chirps merchandise and bot B merchandise, check that out. Um, it's amazing stuff. We're, we're an amazing community, and you guys make that happen. So to you, to all of you, to my bot B community, I raise my glass. That's it. Uh, Gifts, you want an episode name? Let's call it the uh, Let's call it the Welcome to the Family Matthew Liberator.
uh, uh, episode. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's call it the Welcome to the Family Matthew and Luke Liberator episode. That's what we'll call it. Uh, uh, that's what we'll call it. I like that. I can be happy with that. Uh, for everybody at Prospects After Dark, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, thank you so much. I've got one last cheers to, uh, to everyone, to another successful 2020 season of both following the prospects. Uh, oh, hey, uh, uh, hey, Loch Ness, how are you? Oh, my God, I'm so happy you're here. To everybody, uh, to, let, me, let me start over. To a successful 2020 season for the St. Louis Cardinals, the prospects for the fans. Winter warm-up is just a week away. To all the fans who are coming into St. Louis for that, have a great time, have a safe time. I am just um, four and a half miles away. If you need anything, DM me. Uh, I should be down there. I've got a press pass. Uh, uh, anything at all we can help with. To this amazing Twitter community that's been form formed around uh, Cards Gifts and C70, I, I raise my glass. Uh, if you're watching this, you're a part of the resistance. And as always, family, happy hunting. You're the best. And, and just thank you so much for all of this. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll talk to you soon.